now tuned in. Loop from Houston with love, where we give you a balanced perspective of arts, culture, and what's going on locally in the city of Houston. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at From Hue with Love. Brought to you by RIK, Rappers I Know, at NoMatterMedia.com. Why'd you shoot me in the eye? You could have shot me in, in the, the body, body, but you shot me in the eye. Aye. This is your boy, D Rose, aka Cashmere Dunn, aka Concord Fleming, aka Stack Bundles, aka Wellington Stackwell, because I like bread. And we are back here from Houston with love. Back for another segment. Hmm. Uh, it's been a beautiful week. I've been enjoying the WCW, WWE that has been going on in the rap world. Uh, push your teeth for president. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he took the beige guy out. Mm-hmm. Still hasn't responded. It was like, uh, he's like, actually like the Kelly Robinson of rap right now. Word. Talking mad shit and backing it up 57 and 0. Mm-hmm. I'm going to swing it over to my man, D. Randall. With the scandal, what's up, man? Uh, you already took the words out of my mouth, man. My I was bad. Say D. Rand's causing the scandal, but it's all good. My bad. Bring it on the rose. Yes, I'm, I'm just. I'm very happy to be here today. Appropriation. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a. It's been a long hot week, man. I'm just glad that uh, school is out for the little rugrats, mm-hmm. and uh, I can start. Well, I, I'm saying that like I have kids, but um, I'm just glad because that means that traffic will be reduced in the morning. Yes. That's my thing. No school zones, so I can go full speed now. No school zones. No school zones. I see you. Yeah, no okay. okay. And who are you? Uh, D-Ray, a.k.a. Forget what the people say. A.k.a. My Folks Only Son. A.k.a. Combo Number One. A.k.a. The Slapbox Champion. Uh, hot as hell outside again today. Uh, I'm looking for them thunderstorms they were promising us. Uh, I think my yard could use a little bit of that agua. That, <laughs> the H2O for that water bill gets extremely hot. But other than that, man, I know what I got to expect because it's the H-Town and I got a guest here in the house today, a lovely young lady I've been having the pleasure of knowing uh, for some few years. It's been well over 10. Oh. Um, uh, oh, wow. She's an actress um, and she's Cajun. You got Cajun or Creole? I get, I get confused. Creole. You she's Creole. It's Creole. Creole. You know me. I'm, I'm off of my... <laughs> I'm off my rocker every now and then. But yes, I like to introduce to some and... Bring forth the many others who already know her, Sophia Martinez. Yeah, what's Welcome. up, everybody? How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. this heat in Houston, Texas. You Martinez, yeah, huh? Creole yeah. Martinez. Yeah, man. That's what's up. I got some Rodriguez's on the Creole side. Etoile. Yeah, but you know in New Orleans, we always say Martinez, not Mar- Martinez. Yes. Uh-oh. Oh, really? I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. it's that whole French and Spanish. Um, Martinez. Uh, yeah. Martinez. Yeah. Hey, it sounds actually more regal. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia Martinet. Oh, that's dope, actually. Yeah. Today I will be reading the part. My name is Sophia Martinet. French. We also have another guest here. Oh, yeah, he is here. Nephew. Nephew is our brother. I should say nephew. Nephew, yeah. ish, you know, brother nephewish. Uh, Look, he's cousin, a, he's a, a author, a poet, mm. writer, mm-hmm. and also the man with the plan here at the station as well. Uh, man, Advocate, go, go ahead, state your case, my man. Well, uh, this is the after hour, so it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm, I'm in the space, but I'm, I know there's the after hour, so I'm trying to let these sides of myself uh, merge. But this is Stevens. <laughs> this is Stevens Orozco, aka yes. Houston's problem child. Mm. Um, 
host of Raw Politics every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, daytime, so I can't cuss on my show, but we here. See it, you can't yeah. not. You can't <laughs> not, my brother. We're going to talk about some politics and let's have some aggression. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Aggressive politics. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Stevens is not Creole. No, I'm just plain old Colombian. Although he could pass. You know, still remind me of the dude that did the dance, Dan. You ever get that? You should. Hey, that's a Halloween costume for you. Which one? The guy that Dan. Oh, baby, what did you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All you do is take the glasses off and put your head on. He's like crazy dancing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) We can get some money off that. I have no rhythm. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, that explains a lot why his rhythm is so. Patty, Patty, what? Yeah, that's his name. Mm-hmm. Baby, what is you doing? Baby, what is you doing? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, <laughs> all right. So it kind of sucks that we uh, were not able to do a show last week because we got to miss out on the the rap beef or rap tofu. If you want to call it that, rap tofu, rap huh? tofu. Why, why, why would you call it rap tofu? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in, in, inquired to know. It wasn't really like there were a couple, there were a couple of scathing pieces to it, but it wasn't like there's nothing at stake here. There isn't anything at stake. However, it was messy. Oh, they were messy. Some motherfucker. And, and, and messy. And just the history behind it. I mean, the shit's been brewing. Yeah. For a while, because it started with baby. Yeah. Baby from the N.O. Rub hands like Birdman. It started with him, and then it went from there to, you know, them having a little, little soft the caps soft, here yeah, and there. Licks. So, so it's more like rap ceviche. Rap. Oh. oh. You're hit. Mm. Oh my God. Okay. But I love ceviche though. You did. I love them too. But it takes time. You gotta slice it up. It'll yeah, it put the lime in. Gotta make sure the citrus acid cooks the food. And, and you see, feel? and see, as he said, wrap ceviche. Pusha said it's gonna be a surgical summer. He did. Snip, snip, snip. He said snip, it's gonna be real kind of. It's yeah. gonna be lots of cutleries going on. I, I think he did go snips here and there. I don't think he did. I think all is fair. So let's be real. I think all is fair. Let's be real, man. There are no all is fair. Tupac once started a song by saying, "That's why I fucked your bitch and fat motherfucker." That is All true. is fair. And I, pre- I think that pretty much set the precedent for what you can get away with. No, no Vaseline, limits, man. No, no Vaseline. Kids, kids really? Kids should be off. If you if you bring up somebody in my family, but nobody's nobody's off. About the kid, he talked about his absence. Yeah, of being in the kid's life. Being in the kid's life. Not like you say, yeah, your child ugly like a mom. No, no. I got to defend cousin, man. You know, I got to defend my kid. You are ah shit. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. For those who don't know, yeah, man. Do you mind? Do you mind? I don't care. For those who don't know, D Ray and Drake are distant cousins, but they're cousins. I feel you on that. Gotta. That's the gotta defend. I mean, if he abandons his own child, does he even know about you? Probably not. Probably not. But his uncle knows my dad, so that's more than enough that I need. I am my father's child. You are. What is his So, but yeah, man, I will say this: it is like a Saturday night sissy fight because it's like, girl, I heard what you got. You know what I'm saying? Like that that part of the that part, I could take that away. Please take that away. Let me say this. Really, if you really honestly think about it, two men who write songs about each other. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. 
<laughs> in different places. Man, you it suck. all could be considered a sissy fight. fight. I, make I, I, I just, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even from the conception of rap beef. Yeah. From from me knowing about it, I, it, I, I must mean a lot to you to think about me in that in that, in that sense. Why you, you say really, you think about it? You really have to think about that person. It, yeah, in order in to depth. sit down, man, and literally do a song. Right words that right. Your clothes are shabby. Your mom is flat. Cover art. <laughs> right. Do, right. Yeah. right. It, a, it takes a, a lot of a, thought. That's a labor of love. And the strategy is like. <laughs> You know, now when I used to be mad, uh, I do subliminally diss. Like when social media first popped off, and me and my girl would fight, we would subliminally diss each other with memes. And we'll come home, be all salty and stuff. Like, yeah, I caught that. I caught, and that's what it seemed like they doing. You know, I'm like, mm, that's not seem That's unhealthy. It was, petty. It was unhealthy, <laughs> unhealthy, and we stayed two years and trying to make it work. And it was over. Council's like, it was over for us. Right. You want to do this with her? Right. You live, you learn, and you get loves. <laughs> On <laughs> here doing meme wars, yeah, we yeah. Were. So Drake had the foresight to release his diss track on the day that Pusha released Daytona. Yeah, that was petty. Uh, that was petty, but it was strategically it was strategically done. He's petty, McFarland though. He, he, that he invoice is what really. And pissed then later that off. day, he he sent uh, a quote unquote invoice to Pusha T for uh, career rejuvenation and promotional services, <laughs> and that was hundred thousand dollars. That was cold. Pusha T was quiet over the weekend, <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. He was celebrating. He uh, filled up on barbecue, and then yeah. everyone else returned to work on Tuesday. So mm-hmm. did Pusha Terrence, and Pusha Terrence. he released the story of Adidas. And I say you should never, ever, ever, ever in your life get into with anything physical or verbal altercation with a man that wears braids in his forties. And yes, if you wear, if he's in his forties and he's still wearing braids, he'll fuck you. He'll up. fuck you. Up. Yes, he has nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. <laughs> like his hairline. <laughs> He, he don't let shit go easily like that hairstyle. Like you don't play, you don't fight a dude with a Jerry curl in 2018. Nah, chances are you might get you gonna get cut. Wait, which, which was the Mortal Kombat character that'll take your soul? I think that's what Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. He, yeah, he soul, he soul yeah. snacks. He took it away from rap beef and was just straight up like, look, man. Um, your mom is whack because she married a fuck boy or didn't marry a fuck boy, but she had a you know she had you. Yeah, it was that deep. Yeah, then he called her Sandy. He called your yeah. mom. It was a psychiatric analysis. Yeah, yeah he did that. It was a psychoanalysis. I, I, I do feel like yeah. it, it, I feel like it was therapy Cause almost. Because since, since the the release, Pusha was actually on some radio shows like dissecting his yeah. own joint to people. Like, yeah, and he literally know, went in. I mean, yeah. I, and, and the thing is, Pusha. Uh, I mean, some of the women are, are calling Pusha tea, as in like you know sipping tea. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, right. so, so 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 it's like right. um, he he ran with the fact that Drake. Mentioned his fiance's names like oh my god boom yeah and then yeah. he went straight into uh, Drake's you know uh, lack of commitment issues and then he's like well let's see where that comes from mm-hmm. your your yep. father and your, your father mother, mm-hmm. yes. and then now your situation I just, he, he basically did what I would do if I ever had like a legitimate beef with yeah someone. I would just yeah. I would pretty much just dig into the, the the root of your your whole fucking psyche yeah but you know why why it's such so important for Pusha T to do him like that. This is Drake we're talking about. Drake known is known to sleep with everybody's woman. So the fact that he said your woman's name mm. makes you know that he's aware of who your woman is. And what does Drake do in Drake fashion? Drake pulls up on your girl. And he does a Drake song. He steals it. <laughs> I'm just, not lying. Just, Drake track record. Has, has, has he stolen 
because usually I, I know a lot of these industry women love to get passed around, but it's something about like these guys love cars with high mileage. They do. I mean, I guess. Hey, man, like Amber Rose. I'm waiting. I'm on. I can't see the. I can't Drake, wait for the next Drake, Drake is swinging. I, from what I know, it's all for two with like women with status because Serena left them, Rihanna yep. left them. Yep. I don't know yep. who the and other Drake, one. Drake seems like he seems more like the dude that'll he'll push up on your ex as soon as you break up. with Right. Him. He will. He's that dude yeah. that will back door. You're like, oh man. Oh, I stripper. That when he used to treat on you. Oh yeah. Oh, and I know some of the strippers that dogged him on Twitter. Oh yeah. Like they, Malaya has killed that boy's ego on Twitter. That's why he doesn't make any more songs about her. Because mm-hmm. she. And when I seen her at the Galleria, I'm like, dang. Like I see bad specimens <laughs> before in my life. I don't know who she is. Malaya, my, oh, you, oh, you serious? Don't? Okay, we're gonna. Oh, we have to definitely get you off yeah, the street, yeah, we gonna, brother. We're gonna, we gonna show you, dude. When I say I, she is bad, like video vixen, like oh, okay, she's like a. Yeah, you be like, oh, thought he might thought that, but I seen him in the gallery, like she was this close, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like I felt like all the air got sucked out of the room, and I'm like, oh shit, am I thirsty? Were am you, I parched? Were you floating? Am I dehydrated? <laughs> Dude, I literally thought I was on LSD trail, like she is tough, and her sister was right yeah. behind, I'm like. Okay, job. <laughs> like there's some beautiful specimens. But, I mean, I mean, yeah. somebody made them, right? Somebody they, made yeah, somebody. Somebody. I think the biggest thing was the packaging. Oh, yeah. Pusha T packaged this song with not just the fact that he used the identity of Drake <laughs> mm-hmm. um, as a biracial man. He used <laughs> right? the story of OJ beat. Which has already its own, yeah. you which know, is more psychology, though, exactly. Right? And then he throws yep. in some unearthed picture of right. Drake in blackface from two thousand <laughs> and whatever before his career. And yeah. it's even deeper because the name of Adon- Adonis, the, Ad- the name of the album, is actually uh, the Drake's clothing line for Adidon. his son. Adidon. So Adidon was supposed to be an Adidas press run clothing yeah. line. Mm-hmm. I think that even hurts even oh, more. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You, 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 now you even ruined my chances of getting paid. Cause like, what is that Don is? And then I mean, it just opens right. up this whole thing. So so really yeah. what Drake looks like is... And then he lost definitely because he did the whitest thing possible. He, oh. he did a press release yeah. to explain to the explain picture. the picture. Press release to explain which which added on to yeah, yeah. you've never spoken about anything and he, going and on. He opens up with yeah. such a I'm sorry, he's such a <laughs> it's a weak line. It's a weak ass line. He's like, I know you're enjoying the circus, but like, nah. Nah, I would have been better off if we were like, we're some clown ass niggas, and you know this. Look, I'm just gonna I, make look, a hit, and you'll forget all about this. Look, for, I, I, but I now do, Jay Prince is involved for many reasons. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of Drake. Um, one is because, especially when I have my beard low, people keep telling me you look like Drake. I can I'm see like, it. Like, no, I, you know, you need to stop. I can see it. I, I know. I know. I, I can know. see it. I'm not gonna uh, say it to your face, but I, I, uh, listen, I was born before Drake, so he looked like me. That's right. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah, but the thing about Drake is that he's somebody who is starving for some type of acceptance because he Absolutely. wants to be accepted by everybody. So you have Dominican Drake, you have Caribbean Drake, yes. you have Jamaican. Black Drake, you Houston have Jamaican Drake, Drake. London Drake, Houston Drake. Yep. You know what I mean? He have all these Drakes. Yep, where, yeah. but but Memphis, we're, Memphis but, Drake, but this new Memphis Drake. But but this press release brought out Jewish Drake. Yep. So oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my father can sue you, Drake. It was that. It was, it was like I seen Drake wearing a button up, a button up long sleeve and some pink shorts with some loafers on. Like, hey guy. I don't know what we got to do, but this black guy, this Pusher T, he mm-hmm. has to go. Have to arrest him. Set him up. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. I think, I think Push's approach, though, no matter how anybody feels about it, the way he went about the strategy, he went about putting this out from the picture to the beat, mm-hmm. and the story behind the first mm-hmm. original song mm-hmm. from the beat to add, putting that all together into a gumbo pot. Mm-hmm. Then you know Drake's biracial, like you said, you know. Just the whole story, how he attacked it and put it together 
to his to Drake's commitment issues, to his father issues, mm-hmm. to him being, you know, right. like turning into his father, kind of, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like the whole the whole way he strategized that that song was brilliant. And this is what I think that hurts the most. And I think I told you and you about this. The fact that it's recorded, it's been said by Drake himself that he holds Pusha T <laughs> right. on his mantle. He has right. a autographed microphone signed by Pusha T mm-hmm. that he keeps in his house that he, that made him want to rap. Now, you're going <laughs> to get mean, your idol. He probably has another one signed by Kanye and another one signed by Fonte. Probably by now. Wow. He, he but don't. I just think that hurts. Like me, that's just like me trying to get mad at MF Doom. And I'm like, and I know how you hate Doom. I'm like, and I, and people know that I, he'll say I worship Doom. I don't think so. I think I just admire his work a lot more than others. Right. But this is like me trying to write diss songs against Doom. Like, yeah. You probably come on, win. man. I'm kind of hurt behind this. You probably win there. I'm, I'm just happy it's happening to Drake <laughs> because Drake, Drake <laughs> is the, Drake to me is the is the epitome of what's wrong with hip hop industry. Um, and he carries on the tradition of Jay Z, but Jay Z could get away with it because you know his his status, which is. You know, you find something that's popping, slightly new or new or trend, you snatch that up, mm-hmm. and then because you have the publicity, the money, the outlets, you're now on the forefront of that quote-unquote new, new mm-hmm. sound, right? Yeah. And and then especially when it comes to like Caribbean Drake, like, <laughs> you know, like... Caribbean, hey, I like Caribbean Drake. Jam, that Lotus... Uh, look, look, fruit, look, look his ghostwriter is that write that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can give it to any other artist, a Caribbean artist, and that song's still going to jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because the thing is, yeah. like, Caribbean music, especially Caribbean music, is so attached to the identity of the islands. It's so attached to... And, and, and Caribbean music originally is, like, is resistance music, you know, mm-hmm. like, c- celebrating their, their freedom music. Right. So when you, you know, just hop on these, these sounds because they sound good, and then you want to try add in some patois to it, and then you're getting your coins from it... I, I hate that from an artist. Boy, I take you by the water team to something or whatever. I'm like blamed for real. <laughs> I, like, I like to bathe my skin. He doesn't take a bath. He likes to bathe his skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point, though. I mean, they, he's he's part of a long line of people who appropriate other people's styles and talents. Yeah. And then, I mean, from, from the Kanye's to the Jay-Z's, they'll take someone else's style and then have those people working for them. Hold on. Let's right. get on to the junk. You know, you can't say style anymore. It's called wave. So, you know, they, yeah, they yeah, ride wave. those waves. So, you have all these beach bums riding waves, naturally. <laughs> okay. And, you know, Sporting that's waves. so we can stay Look, hip for the 2018. I, I think we had I think we had a hint. It was time to evacuate the Drake ship. And that was when Rihanna did this interview like three weeks ago. <laughs> Word. And they asked yeah. her about her relationship with Drake. And she's like, there is no relationship there. Mm. We're not friends, but we're not enemies either. Mm. And Damn. she mentions like when he had received some. I don't know. Not I don't know if she was receiving an award <laughs> and he introduced, or he received an award. Either way, he introduced he, her. He he talked about her. Says how much he loves her and all stuff like on stage. And she's like, she made me feel really uncomfortable. You know when a woman says Damn. in public there's that a man made you feel uncomfortable is like this is deeper. And then when right, she said right. there's no longer friends. Because when nor, you're attractive, that doesn't matter. Because yeah. like, oh, so there's no good. longer friends nor enemies. Funny. That's why I'm like, ooh. Drake's downfall's coming. Yeah. Because Rihanna got magic. And Ray Ray says she's an OG savage, and that's why I love her. Yeah. Because she admitted it. And she just said yesterday, too, because she just left the Saudi or some Middle she Eastern billionaire, and yeah. she said because she get tired of men. Oh, I need to meet her. She can get tired of me like in two weeks. I don't care. Man, she can get like, tired of me after she says hello, and I'll yeah. be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, Hi, my I'm, name I'm, is Steven. Hi, I'm Rihanna. I'm tired of you. My eye, that's, oh, that, I'm, no, not, I'm not worthy. Go. <laughs> Matter of fact, let me go. I love women with big I love women with big foreheads. Hopefully, you got that. Wow. Oh, yeah. I do. Hmm. Friday, Rihanna. Oh, like, that would exp- So you like light skin. We'll talk about that. 
I know some dark skin sisters that got, yeah, some that huge, got big Angela foreheads. Bassett? I mean, come on. I dated a few. Angela Bassett. Yeah, buddy. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lauren Hill had a nice size forehead. <laughs> I like Lupita. 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 Bam. Mm. There you go. Yes. And boy, I lust so hard for her. Come on, Nakia. Oh, man. Mm. That, that black skin, bro. That is onyx. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Back um, the fuck up. So I guess the question is, does Drake recover? Does, does he have okay. space to recover? He will. And the thing is, Drake is almost untouchable in a lot of ways because he's... I mean, Jay Prince's son. James. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jay Prince has already uh, made an uh, Instagram post with a pic of Jazz and Drake. And like, these are my sons, you know. So uh, anything that my son's going through, you know Jay Prince. Because he still gets a check. Man. Hello. Yeah, man. Look, man. Drake, Drake, he's not gonna respond. If he, he, he has nothing really to respond about at he this point. Not. He just he gonna take not. this L. Just yeah. take, he just put out really his album. So be coming out. This he's month. gonna stop beefing with people from this point on. Right. He has. Well, to, uh, no, he's like, gonna go back to picking easy targets. Yeah. Yeah. Meek Mill was too easy. Yeah. He he always picks easy targets. Yeah. yeah. And this is the first person that was like, I was ready for you. Like yeah. Push has been. He's been in his layer of sibliness for years. He's oh, been yeah. ready for this. I thought Fonte was going to end up being uh being his first beef. Because you know, uh, nah, nah. You said you said his layer. I, just gonna, I imagine yeah. pushing T they like fixing, sing, fixing his braiding his hair cornrows, just <laughs> thinking like you know, like the day will come. Yes, for years <laughs> just braiding. Day will come. Yeah, that that Fonte yes. and Fonte and, and Drake would just sing sing some choruses and there was some hilarious choruses. Yeah, you know, whatever. All right. Well, um, I guess that'll be it for our for our first segment here. Thank oh no, we're not done. It's from Houston. We got to say RIP to the season that we just had, bro. We got to follow up on that. Oh. Oh. Really? Yeah, y'all was y'all was trying to scan away from that. Let's not let's talk no. about that real See, quick. Oh, really? Oh, oh, you're talking about the the, Man, the, 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 the rockets. rockets, the boppets, Man. the boppets, bro. Them boys choked like a muscle. <laughs> but Man. hey, if CP3 if he was there, it would have been a different story. Sort of lost. Maybe. You think so? Yeah, because because Harden because, hard, hurt, because Harden got to throw the game. Harden has to throw the game. He has he to throw the game because he has to go to the strip clubs. Imperative because he, you he know, needs his rap. He'd rather have his jersey in that Raptor than because Toyota. because the network providers are like, listen, um, nobody's gonna really want to watch the Rockets versus the Cavs as much right. as the Warriors versus. So here you go. When you go to your locker room, you're gonna see an envelope, and um, yeah, just throw about twenty-seven threes erratically. Yeah, that was just the dumbest thing. They made history. <laughs> How do you yeah. make history for doing the most dumbest asinine thing in the world? Uh, I mean, they made. Am I lying? It's it's, it's in the history books as the worst yeah, three point percentage shots it's of any that. playoff game ever. It's used as ever. It's wow. it's what happens. Yeah. So that's the, that's what we're going for this year. You can't have two that's cha- what a perfect season led to. You can't have two champions in the same you, year. You can man. you can never depend on the regular season. I see. Yeah. You oh see. yeah. I was like, you know, you know, now I tap into my political conspiracies because he said you can't have two championships. You can't have one without a natural disaster first. Oh. That's also true. Con- that's that's true. also true. Nine eleven happens. What happened? The Yankees win the yeah. World Series immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. And that was Harvey like, happens. Harvey right. strong. I mean, Houston strong and everything like that. Astros. Hey, let's ignore the fact that anything and people still need things here. The Astros. And JJ Watt ran away right. with that money. Oh, Fuck JJ. What everybody want right. to say? I see right. shit that JJ supposed to put money on. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Because from what I heard, the Astros weren't really that that good compared to some other teams. Yeah. They just had a run all of a sudden. And I went to a couple of Astros games, too, and they lost. Yeah. They got, oh. Mm. 
Mm. Those are some free tickets they were giving away. Mm. So, so mm. what kind of natural disaster is going to happen when the Cavs and the Warriors play? Oh, none, because those are the ones that are supposed to make it. Yeah, those are the ones that they, yeah, yeah. they got to make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, the, if, the, if uh, Golden State ever starts struggling, they'll have another earthquake or something. No, yeah. oh, the kid brushes his hair. Yeah. Something oh, magical the world is over. The world is ending. Looking like a bunch of spiders have been <laughs> congregation. If LeBron game. ever just gives in and just cuts his hair Bro, off. Bro, that's so heartbreaking. It's like, how do you have a ball spot with an edge up in front of it? Cut, no, and, because you know he doesn't want to be thrown in with the Jordan and the Kobe, like, you know, the ball look. Bro, he's stand it looks for him. He got a perfect shape head. He wants to look like everybody's uncle by the time he's done. <laughs> he's only like Bro, that one uncle that can ball. And yeah. that's, that's Does why he Jordan. Really care? That's why Jordan's the goat, though. When Jordan's hair started looking like this, hey. he immediately shaved it. Yeah. Immediately. For, we talk about LeBron. You saw when he came in with a short suit. Yeah, and, and the purse. And the no. purse. <laughs> No, that was look, look, look. I, I'm not no. I'm not gonna say that it's wrong, nothing like that, because I loved it. But I love the press conference when he got up. Yeah. He put on his shades, he picked up his purse, and then he kept his head down high. Like, yeah, like I'm like, come on, Auntie. I'm like, come on, Auntie. Wait, 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 I forgot. He pulled down me. He pulled down his shorts. Yes, dog. He pulled yes. down his shorts. Yes, and dog. then he got his sh- son. You know what I yes. thought when I saw that shit? I'm like, is this the talented Mr. Ripley or Tom Sawyer? Because, my God. That was Deaconess film. I'm leaving yes, church early. That, that looked like, 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 listen, I scored over 50 points in a game that I lost. Right. I, I don't got time for this. That was crisp. I like that. He didn't know if he was going to a funeral like, or a basketball you like, game. You like that? I loved it. That was, I want to see more of that. I would. I would I wait, would wait. Which part did you like? Shut up. I like the way Shut how he totally up. handled it. He oh, yeah, yeah. For sure, oh, yeah. for sure. I, I just... I but, like, his, his whole, like, <laughs> energy so was just... Like, hey, yeah. hey you, know, you, know that, you know that meme they always show, that gif of uh, Viola Davis whenever she gets up with, and grabs her <laughs> yeah, purse? Yeah, LeBron that's, just got that's a new what I'm one. Saying. Got a new one. That's what I'm laughing at. Because it was just the way he did it, <laughs> He channeled his Viola That's what I said. It was Chris. Yeah, his, yeah. This, it's just the way... It's how he handled it. It yeah. was just like And he handled smooth. it well. He... He's always been really good. He was like, on that surfboard. And very mature mm-hmm. with the media. Yeah. And That's called PR yeah. training. And let's go just kill it right now. LeBron's not going to choose Houston, too. No. Hell no. Mm-hmm. no. I mean, hell no. I, I, I think CP3 may just be retiring. Now. Yeah. How many times yeah. you get hurt? 33. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. 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 Nah, I don't Brian see. Brian Anderson got to go. I don't see LeBron here uh, ever. No, nah, this this is Houston's last chance with that. Yeah. With this, with this squad. LeBron will probably end up with the Lakers or someplace stupid. Yeah, we're paying too much money for James Harden and uh, Clint Capella. Is, uh, he's going to get resigned because they show what he's showing what he can do. Somebody's going to pick up Look, Clint Capella. You think? And offer him some major some, some money. money. He'll go win a ring somewhere else. I don't know yeah. what it is about the like the <laughs> NBA. It's like it's only two teams at a time to be relevant like that. Yep. They have to have a good amount of players. Lakers. Yep. Are so wherever, wherever, yep. watch where yep. Kyrie. Or, I don't know if Kyrie or Kyle Irving, Irving is going to be healthy enough, but if he can sustain. Watch uh, this dude from the Pelicans. Was it Anderson? And, uh, Davidson. Davidson. Davis. 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 When he's ready Davis. to transition. I think he'll be yeah. Houston. He'll he's going to transition to that next power team. He's going to come yeah. to Houston. Nobody's coming to Houston. No, nobody's coming to Houston. Nobody's bro. coming to Houston. I'm trying to keep up nobody the pace. Nobody has been in Houston. No, you, have, you, have Houston. you have to understand. 96, bro. You have to understand LeBron's going to stay <laughs> in the East because LeBron's always going to take the East to the yes. finals. Right. So who's going to be around him? So I think like Knicks. Davis. LeBron, I'm right with Boston next year anyway. I don't know. Like he make he may go to the he Knicks. may go to the Knicks. He may go to the Knicks, and Davis will be like slowly transitioned that way. So do y'all also have a power team? Do y'all like James Harden though? No, I don't. 
Okay. I, I know. Personally, I think he's an asshole. Okay. Yeah. I've he heard always that comes a across lot. as an asshole. Like, like he, he he always like making these like his faces and his jokes. It looks like he just like. I mean, the dude's ugly, man. Yeah, beard on beard crime, man. Look at you. What's his lifespan on on the team then? Oh, he's he's there for good because he, he has the highest paid. Uh, oh yeah, contract. he's staying there. He's staying yeah. there as long as he can. He I would say he is it sixty million or something like that. He's up there. He's uh, up there. Yeah, he's he's he, he, he maxed out our salary cap. Look, as long as he keeps playing like that, he does in the in the regular season. That's all they really he'll care. He'll throw about. all the postseason, but he get his check because yeah. everybody. That's all he cares about. You know, he'll he'll get his MVP trophy. He. The thing is, he's a good player. He is. It's just uh, the system in Houston. If you, you know, I mean, they won this year by shooting threes. Yeah. The Kardashian but, curse. But hey, <laughs> yeah. you write about but, that. But you know, you can also. It's also as you saw in Game Seven. You can also die by the three. Right. If that's your. If that's how you do it. If somebody. No, because when the three ain't falling, you're supposed to drive in. They're supposed to play fundamental. But they never. They didn't do that. But they never did that. Exactly. It was. It was literally three. They shot more threes. It was twos this year. Three or nothing. They shot more threes and twos. And that's what killed him. And they couldn't even hit a free throw. Like, hey. you're a professional, fuck, excuse me, you're a professional basketball player. You can say this fucking, you, but you, you forgot where we were. Yeah. yeah. Right, but still, man, look, you're a professional. <laughs> you're a professional, man. Like, at my job, they pay me, and they give me a, 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 a review every year. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're fucking up, you're not getting this raise, you're not getting this bonus, right. and we're going to demote you. Right. They should do the same thing. Hey, you ain't producing. This is what you're doing. Hey, put your ass in a D-League. Let's just somebody from the D League come up. I, 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 I see a lot of motherfuckers balling their ass off the, at the Fundy. I mean, program dudes. <laughs> the, thing about Houston, the thing about Houston, they're never going to have socially conscious athletes in Houston. They get rid of them. Yeah. That's also yeah, true. You're right. That's true. We, the NBA is the most socially conscious, but yeah. none of those players are here in Houston. Yeah. And so, when they had one player that was outspoken, they, they traded him in, in the middle of the season in the Texans. Good old boys. This is a good old boys' thing still. Hey, you saw what the Bulls, you saw what the NBA did to Craig Hodges in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't be outspoken, man. So what happened to Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf? Mahmoud, yeah. He was the first one that didn't stand yep. up for that damn flag. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, he was before his time. And he had Tourette's. Oh, but guess what? With the Tourette's, <laughs> he hit them down free throws, didn't he? Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that boy never I missed a free throw. I think that's what throw. added extra sauce. Shit. Swish. I like damn, he got Torres like a mug, mama. Don't you say that. Hey, hey, and shout out to Mock Mood, he's playing in the big three. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, still and still busting their ass. Pause. But hey, uh uh R.I.P. to the Rockets. Yeah, R.I.P. I, I wasn't watching y'all after this the last championship. My homies. After y'all, after y'all dismantled, if y'all, damn, D-Ray, uh, after y'all, after y'all dismantled the last championship team, which was in the nineties. Oh man, y'all motherfuckers haven't been the same since. Even with Stephen, I'm sorry, Steve Francis. This is Steve. Well, you know that's his name. It was Steve Francis, you know, Catino, you know, they had the Yao Yao Ming, Muchi Norris, you know, what I'm saying Kelvin Cato, rest in peace. Um, yeah. Yeah, Rockets, you know what I'm saying? Y'all never probably never be in a, uh, have another chance at the championship for another 10 years. But it's all good. You know what I'm saying? We'll just take that loss. Harden, we'll see you in the strip clubs, brother. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll give one prediction, though, just in case. If the Cavs win, they're 2-2. Two two. Wherever LeBron is, that team going to a championship for the, for the tiebreaker. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Okay. 
We're gonna write that one. Okay. Down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. You yeah, we're gonna timestamp. We timestamp the gambling. <laughs> and so with that, we will take a quick break and we'll be right back with more from Houston. With love. Push your teeth for president. Ugh. Ugh. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to From Houston with Love, most dangerous show on All Wheel Radio. Um, starting your week off Monday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. Wanted to thank everyone for that first segment for not uh, mentioning the Kanye album. Um, who? I just want to say, <laughs> Streams of Thought? Huh? I just have to say that Spotify sold me out, man. So Friday, I was listening to the new Black Thought Ninth Wonder album. Mm-hmm. Streams of Thought. A.K.A. Bars of Fury, no bars. hooks. Bars. Yes. Make and uh, when it was over, because it's only, you know, it was only six, seven songs, mm-hmm. five songs, something like that. Yeah. Five. Five, five songs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was still playing in the headphones while I was at work. And then next thing I do, some weird sounding shit came on. And it was your boy. And I was like, no! Yeah. I went ahead and put a stop to it real quick, but I was upset because of Spotify. I gave that man like point zero one three two cents towards his uh, <laughs> his streaming royalties. Yeah. That's cold work. Um, can't do it, man. Can't do it. Yeah, that was that was yeah. poopy scoop, scoopy, poopy uh, scoop. I haven't listened either. I yeah. actually gave it a listen to at work with the earbuds, mm. and I tried to give it the car test. Then I tried to get under the influence wow, and see. You gave it two. You pay for I it. I gave it three. I never paid. Okay. Oh. Uh, if you're streaming, we don't need to fund that. Never, never that trash. If, if you're streaming, if you're streaming, you give you, you, you give them the money, man. Oh no, I didn't stream. That's the thing I'm telling y'all. I don't stream. Mm. Oh. 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 So you pay for oh, the effort? Oh, okay. effort. Yeah, gotcha. I, I'm gotcha. bootleg Bill gotcha. here. Okay. Hey. He, he let it affect his brain though. It did. I actually. I actually felt like I got hit by a car. Like, what What? Yeah. what, what did I miss? Because Why are you letting him warp your, your mind? Because Tiana Taylor lied to us. She said, this is old Kanye. So we're bringing old Kanye back. Tiana so, Taylor? That's who you listen that's to? That's who you listen to? What? She said that in the interview. She said, you this took new album of Kanye is the old Kanye that everybody fell in love with. And I was trying to hear that. Because I'm like, after you already no, sold us out with so. your whole entire race out, you better come with some tracks. Because I could, I could, I could actually... Extract the music. Here's my thing: is Uh -uh. once once someone is operating on that level of absurdity and bullshittery, bullshittery. Are we even looking for something to redeem him? No. Are we even looking for anything to be like? No. Well, because the Pusha T album, I was like, you know what? If he just stick to making beats, because the Pusha T album is nice. Look, man, I I think people should just accept the old shit Kanye put out for what it was. Yeah. At and the time, I mean, keep, it alone, like keep it, keep it pushing. We man. need to stop looking no for guru. shit to redeem people who ain't shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I mean, some people like putting syrup on shit and calling no, it pancakes. Man. This nigga said slavery <laughs> was a choice. I'm not looking for anything. Like, I'm not. There's nothing to me that's gonna be like, well, man, at least his beats not. That's what's wrong with us now. Uh, yeah, that goes true. to show true, you yeah. how well informed he is. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't read. Because I don't read. I got like more suction because y'all were gonna call me fat. But like, any man that can admit that. <laughs> is bipolar, so we'll uh, but yes, we'll, right. we'll get back to uh, yeah, slavery yeah. being a choice when we talk to yeah, yeah, Stevens that's, that's a little bit later. Yes, yes, aye, aye. yeah. For now, aye, aye. <laughs> uh, as you all know, from Houston with Love, we bring together people from different different places and spaces, and we like to recognize talent in our city. Um, we are joined today again by the lovely Sophia Martinet. What up? 
and uh, who oh, I'll let, I'll let, let me let D Ray do Martine, a proper introduction. Martinez, Martinez. <laughs> yeah. Um, Miss Martinez, uh, she's an actress. Uh, she's very, 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 very easy on the eyes. Um, sophisticated. Oh. Met her years ago when we had this little club called The Office. Wow. Uh, my boy, my best friend, nice. y'all know DJ Good Grief was DJ, and I was his sidekick because I was the king of MySpace at that time. Those so my thing that was making people come into the club like and just enjoying themselves. By the like, way, shout out to Good Grief for posting photos at like the Houston Vegan Fest yeah. this oh. weekend. Uh, everyone in the photos looked hungry. They anyway, continue. Yeah, did, did they look hungry? <laughs> like, y'all really trying to have fun at that lame-ass festival. Oh, I'm sorry. Shout out to Vegas, though, man. Y'all going to live longer than the rest of y'all us. Y'all hungry so, as man. hell right now listening to us. Drink some milk. <laughs> so, my boy was like, yo, man, come up in the studio booth with me. And I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, I need you to talk on the mic. He's like, because you talk my ear off, and you, you know you know all these songs I want to play. So, I'm like, okay, cool. I've never done this. I, were you a waitress at that time? What? No, I have a, a waitress. Bar, no, a bar, 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 no. no Bottle girl? Nothing. Oh, okay. Well, she was just a socialite, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have hookups. And the look on my face is like, what? I mean, she had hookups. I mean, you know, she, she was somebody to know. Everybody would talk to her like, she stopped traffic. I mean, you did. I did? Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. never knew that about myself. Yeah, thank you, you, you very much. You got Rachel Lauren. I remember Rachel because we were. I don't know. <laughs> and like, I right. seen her at the post. But anyway. I you were bad. You had some baddies around you. So I figured like, oh, Did shit, I? she's somebody to know. And then, oh, you know, wow. Yeah. Thank you. I'm being honest. Okay. So, you know, like I said, those my MySpace days. That's why I'll be like, you know, on the mic, like, I see you, Scorpion Queen 26. I see you doing your thing on the damn floor. <laughs> yeah. Like that, dude. So, was that yeah. the MySpace name? Yeah, man. That was all that <laughs> oh, and they're like, girl. You, ooh, he said my name. So that, that drove, oh. that's how they started loving Donnie Bravo. Because it's like, oh, yeah. right, he's going to say your name. It's your birthday. He's going to make sure that y'all have fun. And so, like I said, I met her because uh, I was around about. And she was around about. And she had some friends that are my friends. And my friends are her friends. And yeah. she's a wonderful person. And like I said, she's good at what she does, and maybe she can give us some tidbits on this acting thing. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. I oh. greatly appreciate that. That's what's up. I appreciate the love from Houston, Texas. <laughs> and tell, so tell us, like, how how did you uh, how did you get started in acting? Oh wow, um, I was golly seven seven years old. My grandmother, um, Mildred Bernard Martinez, who owns the Martinez Kindergarten School in New Orleans, is like the first black or minority kindergarten school in New Orleans. Mm. And um, my grandmother was um, heavy in performing arts. Um, so I went to I went with my grandmother and my older sister to the Nutcracker performance. I was seven years old. Mm. And <clears throat> All I saw was all these people performing in the Nutcracker. So I just, I don't know, something happened. I got, like, chills. My blood was, like, boiling in my veins. And I was like, Grandma, this is what I want to do. So um, when I was old enough, my grandmother made me um, apply to the NOCA School of Performing Arts in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you got to audition heavily for the school. So I went to performing arts school while attending elementary school and high school. Mm, and wow. so I went from there. Yeah. Man, okay. Yeah. I love the accent, though, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Sound like my cousins, man. The Treme. <laughs> six Ward. Gotta give that up to the Six Ward in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. from, so, so once you, you said you uh, attended, you know, like performing arts school. Yeah. Um, how, how did that help you with your craft as far as like, you know, did that kind of like 
like you say you got bit by the bug when you were seven mm-hmm. and kind of knew that that's what you wanted to do um did 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 going to the performing arts schools like did they kind of like help you with your gift more like did it kind of like help you kind of like figure out exactly that like where exactly you want to go with that path in your path um i would have to say it enhanced my the skill set and gave me the technical um skill set that i needed in order to be a better performer Mm -hmm. but my creativity um my parents and my family are their teachers um but they also know how to just let life evolve and you're they let my creativity evolve. So I was painting, I was playing music. Um, I have an ear for music as well. So my grandmother um, bought me my first Yamaha keyboard synthesizer. And I was just like playing music, creating music, um, creating and composing music at the same time. So a lot of time just spent developing my creative process. Yes, performing arts school happened, but a lot of my creativity just came from me just taking, being in my zone and mm-hmm. just being more creative. Wow. So. And, and it's kind of like, it's like that with most creatives, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, uh, uh, just from what you said, like, I know yeah. me, me, Damien, uh, and, and Donnie, I, 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 I'm still trying to just call you Donnie <laughs> Bravo. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, we're all, we're all, actually everybody in here are actually creatives, you know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. like from a music, music standpoint, yeah. I know when I was young, I got my first keyboard yeah. and I was like trying to make black ass <laughs> beats on the keyboard and stuff and starting to loop stuff and, and, and kind of in my bedroom, yeah. just doing creative stuff as a youngster, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like when you, and I know that kind of helped cultivate your craft Yeah, just all around. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, you're in, you're a youngster. You're in your bedroom. You're creating. You're painting. You're making music, and you're doing doing your thing. Like, what was like the first the first uh, break you got uh, as far as like you know ultimately like performing and like being able to like show the, the oh. world like what what you could do? Okay. Um. Well, my very first break. So a lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm kind of my own little leader. So I take, if I feel something inside of myself, I'm going to go for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I wanted to act. I wanted to perform in any kind of which way I, I felt I needed to. Um, and mind you, at 11 years old or 12 years old, we didn't have the internet back then. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm scouring the yellow pages looking for stuff. I'm scouring the newspaper. I'm looking for flyers in the French quarters and stuff, wherever I could get, you know, my Damn, first break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to all you so, millennials out there, the yellow pages are a paper-based <laughs> Uh, a paper-based collection right? of yeah. phone numbers and addresses of businesses. Yeah, you be better exactly. out talking about the new decimal system. Uh, what's, that, what's that thing that you have in the library that you have to go through? Yeah, the um, the card, the cards. What are they called? Card catalog. Yeah, yeah card yeah. catalog. Uh, yeah. I could never master that. So, um, <laughs> you know, I did it faithfully because I, I, I had a vision and I just felt it inside me. So one day in the classifieds of the Times-Picayune, J.C. Penney's had a, a casting call 
for wow. um, models for their summer fashion show. Mm -hmm. And I told my mom about it. And she was kind of against me in performing arts when my grandmother was all for me because my mom is like, go to school, get your education, get a good job. My grandmother is about being educated but also spawning your true self, right? Yeah. So, and we know who always wins. Right. Yay! Right. Spawning. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was um, I needed pictures. I needed headshots. Um, I had this friend, and I told my mom about it. And my mama kind of already knew my personality. So um, I took some pictures. I got a little headshot. I created my first little resume as well. And I sent it in. I mailed it off, and, and I did everything. My mama drove me to the post office and everything to send it off. Um, I got a letter in the mail saying that I was selected to be one of the models in the summer <laughs> fashion show for J.C. Penney's, and I was just so ecstatic. Word. <laughs> and I had a bush on my head because my hair is naturally curled. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So my hair was short back then, so I had a little. Everybody used to call me Bushhead back then. Damn country <laughs> nicknames. <laughs> my name is Uncle Bro. Um. So that spawned. That's actually was my first opportunity um and then from there on um i went to modeling school my grandmother sent my sister and i to barbers on modeling school in metro louisiana metro yeah oh, you said metro uh, I, I say metairie but metairie. everybody yeah. say metro <laughs> i like i like i like metairie metairie is cool though man yeah, yeah, especially yeah. when i'm gonna stay at some cheaper uh, some cheaper hotels <laughs> yeah <laughs> you stupid but um <laughs> yeah so that was like my first my very first accomplishment my very first job and everything and i'm you, a little paycheck and everything and, and i put and it in you, my savings account too. and you you set that off by by following your gut yeah. at that age and mm -hmm. doing it yeah. me me i can attest i don't and and if anybody in here has has something like that can chime in <laughs> but like I wrote uh, I, when I was in the sixth grade. I wrote a, a letter to Oprah because I, I just felt like she needed to do something to put something on there about young actors or, or young people doing something to to you know kind of mm -hmm. like promote promote what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. And they sent me a letter back. Mm -hmm. And then also Dang. also uh, before before we had like you know uh, urban magazines coming out. I used to write. Uh, Tiger Beat. Do you remember the you remember the magazine Tiger, Tiger Beat? Beat. With new edition and shit on the cover. I never heard of that. Tiger yeah, Beat. It, it was like it, it was had like, like right on magazine but for kids. It was oh. for kids, but it had like like people who were in movies, like, you okay. know, from Corey Haim to Ralph Macho. Stuff like that. But that's what because uh, it's kinda funny, like, you know, you saying, you know, you send stuff in, like yeah. like for me. I knew I was creative, and I, I before I started like really writing, like I knew I wanted to do something, okay. and I would be like writing like different publications and like yeah. places that I thought mm -hmm. where I wanted, like I saw myself being. So yeah. it's kind of interesting to hear like yeah. when you were younger, mm -hmm. and you kind of doing the same thing, except you your ass got picked up <laughs> to model for J.C. Penney's. <laughs> Good question. Um, what roles do you do normally look for? And, uh... Um, there. You know, that's a hard question to answer. <laughs> um, cause my look, I guess, in entertainment while growing up, my look um was very diverse. Um, but 
I would look for roles personally I would look for roles that um were suited in like african-american context right but i learned really quickly that i would get shot down because i didn't look african-american right um so other roles i was like okay well let me see if i could play this little girl next door role right Mm -hmm. or then that came to let me go and audition for um playing a lawyer or let me play a teacher let me play a secretary role stuff like that um but I was running track at LSU. Um, yeah, I did run track, 800 meter. Okay. Go tiger, Tigers, yeah. Um, but while at LSU, I was modeling still. I had a, an agent um, in New Orleans, and I was also um, acting as well. So I decided, my gut said, hey, you all remember that movie, um, Interview with a Vampire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Anne Rice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went on a huge casting call. I stood in line in the heat and uptown on St. Charles Avenue. I said, by golly, I am going to go into this audition. I didn't know what I was auditioning for. Okay, (laughs) It was just an open casting call. I walked through the door. Everybody saw me. They were like, you're a great vampire. So now I get calls to be into um, like very vampirish roles. did you end up being an interview for Vampire? I did land the role, but it broke my heart because my mama, at the time, I was 18 years old, mm-hmm. and I was running track for LSU. Oh. So I did land a role, but the timing of the role, it was um, a, like a, a vampirous role. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to film in L.A. for two weeks. I was getting paid $3,000 each week, so it was like $6,000 for two weeks. At that age? At that age? They still hurt? (laughs) But the producers called my mom. My talent agent called my mom. They discussed it with my mom. And, you know, my parents were more about, you need to get your education. Um, My grandmother, she was just like, if it's interfering with your school, you can't do it. So I turned it down. Yeah, I missed my my bag (laughs) opportunity. But it was a good lesson learned. It taught me what how to prioritize things in my life how Mm -hmm. to prioritize my school it gave me how to prioritize my responsibilities and Mm -hmm. my goals and my visions to accomplish so yeah i know right i know but, but you know, there's always another opportunity around the Close door. Close one door, it'll open yeah. up several more. You, so, yeah. Because then, then Aaliyah probably wouldn't have been in Queen of the Dance. Right. You would have been in that. Ah, that's true. I could have did Aaliyah Queen of the Dam. You made it possible for Aaliyah to shine. So Yay. There we go. Woohoo. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I love Aaliyah, too. Now, so. are, there any, are there any roles in, in movies that you, that you were, have successfully accepted that we might know of? Hi yeah yeah. Um so recently so I took a break. I took a sabbatical from acting um to focus on corporate world and corporate job because I had other there's another side to me. I'm very business oriented. Um She is. How how's that going for you? She really is. Highly productive. Okay. Um so with that said, um on my business side 
I come from a family of teachers and entrepreneurs. My mom's side are farmers. My um, dad's side are teachers, entrepreneurs, doctors, lawyers, Mm -hmm. um, and professors. And so I've been discussing with my cousins, my immediate cousins on um, my dad's side about keeping the legacy alive of my grandmother's kindergarten school. Um, So what we're working on right now is um, transitioning um, the methods of our techniques of school teaching um, overseas to Africa and to African tribes um, because there is still a percentage of tribes that are needing um, education. They're needing those tools and resources to be educated Um, as well as setting up a nonprofit organization. I'm trying to set up a a nonprofit organization right now Mm -hmm. um, to create a scholarship fund in my grandparents' um, names for kids to attend school and get an education here in the United States as well. So that's a a lot on my plate as well. But I also have my own film production company called Soso Mega Productions. Um, So (laughs) I do write. I write short films, yeah. I funded my, um, one of my short films called The Vindicator um, in probably 20... 2013, it was August 2013, that was my very first production that I funded 100% myself, did everything myself, and that lesson learned is never do everything on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Always have a team of people. (laughs) Always. You have to have a team of people, dedicated, reputable, and say, you know, (laughs) surround yourself with passionate people, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so I'm still writing. I do write short screenplays and novels, um, as well as um, I was just asked, because I was on a sabbatical from acting, um, the reason why I took that sabbatical was, um, you know, the industry, you got to have, like, tough skin, mm-hmm. and there's only so much of tough skin that I can acquire where I need to take a break reshape myself and come back into it right Mm -hmm. um so i just needed to re-alter and refocus and get back into it and as soon as i said okay sophia it's time to get back into it i started getting phone calls (laughs) um so one of my um peers in the film industry uh lori mitchell she contacted me and asked me if i wanted to um play a role um, it's a Creole murder mystery. Um, it's a short film being extended into a feature film now. Um, a Creole murder mystery called Juke Joint Blues. Oh, okay. Right? And so um, Lori Mitchell, she is the uh, writer and producer. And forgive me, but I forgot the other producer and director's name as well. So that will start filming in August. In Houston or in... I'm um, here in Houston. Really? Here in, yeah. I mean, you know, if yeah, you here in Houston. If you want some real life, some real life Creoles to lend some authenticity you know, to it, you know, how you your boys? You need, you know, oh yeah, okay. You need, here, gang, gang. you need to fly on the wall somewhere. You know? Yeah. Um, and then my um, talent agent called me up about two weeks ago. I did an audition for Kroger for the World Series 2018 mm-hmm. games. Um, I'm not sure if I got that. Because, you know, when you audition, 
your talent agent says, hey, they'll call you and let you know you got it. Right. If you don't get a call, that means you don't have it. So I was like, all right. But that role was for um, Spanish roles as well. Because, yeah, I am Creole. I have a mixture of black, French, and Spanish, and Indian. And I'm very diverse. But I get pegged and stereotyped into a lot of Pan-American and Mexican Spanish roles. Which Do you speak Spanish? I took four years of it, um, but no. You sound like me. You yeah. know what? You remind me of. You always remind me of like if Penelope Cruz and Selma Hayek had a kid. <laughs> everybody <laughs> said they had a baby. Yes, a everybody said that. I remind him of Selma Hayek. I'm like, all right, great. <laughs> That's a good thing. I know. I know. I know a girl that looks like Whoopi Goldberg. So. You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg is. <laughs> No eyebrows and everything. No eyebrows? Look like Jumpin' Jack Flash. Let's, uh, let's write a short scene of Drake trying to holler Sama Hayek so he can be Spanish Drake. Hey! hey. hey. You know, that's Spanish not a bad pop- Halloween costume Sh- either. Champagne <laughs> Poppy. Yeah, exactly. Like, so you're you going you gonna to play, uh, you gonna play Drake, right? Poppy. Huh? You're going to play the part of Drake, I'll right? I'll play the part of Drake, okay. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll make sure that like, I cry before and after. Colombian Drake. <laughs> I'm, I'm more than just an option. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Black yeah. people don't love me no more. I'm going to try Spanish. Try Spanish. <laughs> oh, cool. man. Um, yeah. So where do, you, where do you eventually see yourself um, with the... Uh, I know that this production company, I'm assuming, is probably a... Mm-hmm. A pretty big endeavor for you. Yeah. You see yourself more involved in the acting side, or the production side, and if so, where do you kind of see yourself evolving? Right, currently, right now, I'm evolving in on the business aspect of it, but I let the Almighty God direct my footsteps. Mm. Um, Order my steps. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I always ask him. I said, Lord, you know. Um, you want me in acting or do you want me in the business side? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to learn the business side in order to do the acting side better. Yep. Yep. So right now it's I am handling all aspects. I'm balancing all aspects of it. So. But you got a team. Yeah. Yes. Got a team. That's what we're going to tell Stevens. So. Got a team. <laughs> Hey, about that team, Damien. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, what you doing for the next two months? Oh man, uh, you know, living, working. <laughs> um, but you guys do film as well, right? We do. Mm-hmm. We do. We uh, we just completed a short film mm-hmm. with Mr. Cashmere Don here. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely self-financed and shot. Yep. Uh, he did. It, he did a good job. I mean, it's 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 his screenplay. He wrote it. Okay. I I guess you could say I directed it. That'd be the best way of describing it. What's the name of it? Assassin's Pen. Oh. That uh, sounds interesting. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon combo. Yeah. I mean, but less problematic. Less problematic. Yeah. 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 Um, Please don't be Batman. Very, very less. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm trying to... Man, I'm trying to get to that. (laughs) Okay. It's going to be Brother Man. No, I, man. I I want to piss white people off and be the first, like, Movie Black Man. Hey, you know what? It's been twenty years. It's time to do the reboot of Blank Man. No, nah, <laughs> no, nah. problematic. That Come never, on, classic. Nah. Can't say we taught no more. I would rather actually. I, I have. I have a, glasses a, with a fork. Nah, I actually classic. have my own set of characters that I created that 
that I hope to bring to to the screen. Okay. Yeah, okay. like fuck boy. Meteor Man, Meteor Man. Because I, I got my own intellectual properties to put out there. Steve, Steve, we don't have to talk because yeah, we we got a we got some. We're not gonna talk about Blank Man though. No, nah, not Blank Man. Okay. We got some. We got some shit, man. Uh-huh. Got some shit, Let's do it. I'm and I'm glad we 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 definitely need to keep in touch. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I think uh, all like minded people on the same path. You know, what I'm saying it's a reason you're here. It's a reason D Ray brought you here. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. he's working on a on a on a movie as well. Okay. Uh it's it's I think it's interesting when you get in the room with people that are kinda have the same vision. You yep. know what I'm saying? And like if we would have passed each other out, out You wouldn't have known. Wouldn't know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like like Yeah, I, I would have yeah. been like, Oh, that's a nice Mexican lady. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know like, oh, good what's up with her hair? What is yeah, that? It looks nice. I go through that a lot, okay? <laughs> But it, it takes it takes kahunas <laughs> to step up to me and yeah. talk to me Wait, and how, really get to understand. Uh, real question: Kahunas. How often do you, how often do you walk into certain places and people just they just start speaking Spanish to you like right uh, off the bat? Oh man, that's all the time. And get kind of mad if you don't speak Spanish back to them. That's yeah. all the time. <laughs> I was doing the Facebook live. <laughs> I get so. <laughs> I, okay, I I use my Facebook Live sometimes to vent because um, it's it's really on a daily basis. It's hard, you know. It's yo. When I first moved here, I went to the McDonald's across the street from my apartment complex, and a girl started speaking to me in Spanish, and I quickly learned no habla español. I'm not just Spanish. Right. I'm French. Right. I'm black. Right. I'm Indian. Right? right. So, yes. but I know my aesthetics. Yeah. My aesthetics portray me to be. Um, I look Hispanic or whatever. Or I look Spanish, but my brother looks white. My sister looks Indian. We Creole. all, Man. yeah. So I get it all the time, and hence the fact. What was that? Um, Alley cat. Oh yeah, yeah. Alley cat. That that was a hard day or hard evening. I get judged every day. You know, and and it's not just by black people; it's by everybody. Yeah. I get judged every angle possible, and it does hurt. I can only take so much of it, and I can only be so nice until I run into a holes like an alley cat. Yeah. I forgot what the dude did. It was a cutting yeah. that's, that's, it was. It was rude. It was being rude. Him and the girls rude. Did you put hands on him? Uh, it was he didn't see he didn't see it, but he caught me sitting down and um he came up to me as a friend and I was just like, Man, I'm tired. I'm I'm tired of fighting a battle of of um racism. I'm tired of fighting a battle of being stereotyped. Yeah. And um If you don't mind me asking, what did, what did they do? Did they You know me and my homie, we were just like standing up, chilling, talking to some people from New Orleans that moved here to Houston, and um, we were talking about um, the jazz fest in New Orleans, and the guy that it was this young lady I was speaking to from New Orleans, and the guy that she was with was from Houston, and he started. I guess he don't like people from New Orleans or Louisiana. I don't know. But he made some comments saying that, oh, you black? You call yourself black? You don't look black. And I was just like, you obviously don't know about the Treme Wody. You really don't. You know? <laughs> she said, oh, that. Oh, that. <laughs> you know? 
Shit. And it's, off in this motherfucker. Yeah, and you know, um, <laughs> you know, it just he just he was just like, Why are you here? Why are you not in New Orleans? You know, and I was just like, Do I really want to entertain this fool right now? Cause he's just being a buffoon. So, um, I just like walked outside because I felt myself getting really angry and energy yeah and so i know when i start feeling like that i just need to take an exit and so i went outside and d ray came up and he was like what's wrong i'm like man i'm just tired of all of this you know i'm tired i'm tired that shit is exhausting though man we gotta we have to stop with the whole like african-american identification thing man like we we are one of the most diverse groups of people in this country and we just have to accept the fact that, like, everyone doesn't look like yep. or act like a right. prototypical black person. We are a, a veritable rainbow of people. Yeah. And God damn it, let us live. I, I got lots of stories for that. But I, I use my writing and I'm going to use my film producing to help shed light on more aspects. You know, just because our human world, we give definitions and categorize you can't really categorize a human you know because we all created differently and in our own unique ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but i got a lot of at what I, I told you i was like man i'm thinking about moving back to new orleans because of all of this crap that i go through out here and like i got into a wreck um <laughs> a vehicle wreck at home depot I was backing up to let a, a dually come through into the parking lot, and um, the guy was coming out of Boudreaux's, and we kind we hit one another. The first thing out his mouth was, "Oh, you a spick? You ain't got no insurance." Damn. No shit. Yeah, as a black man. Yeah. Then he saw my license plate because it has Louisiana, so then he says. Oh, you a spick from Louisiana. Yeah. I don't know what kind of insurance you got. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm steadily getting angry. Right, right. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. trying to compose myself and, and tune this buffoon out of my head. But I was like, you know what, Sophia? Come to find out, we both had the same insurance. Come to find out, I had more. Mm. Let me not. Announce that, but yeah, I'm yeah, 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 well yeah, yeah, covered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, full coverage. Show, yeah. show them your papers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, got, I, I got more. Yeah. <laughs> I got more than the state. And state of course, people. you know, he tried to like sue. He tried to sue, and I was like, yo, this dude is like trying to get every penny out of it. Like, he's just a disgruntled bad spirit. That's yeah. how I view. Right, right. That's how I view right. people who are um, racist and who are. Um, I don't know, just off. In mm-hmm. New Orleans, we say, uh, your head ain't all right. right. You ain't mm-hmm. got your head on your shoulders right. 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 And there's a lot, not just in Houston, but I must say I'm a, a well-cultured person because my grandmother grew up in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Right. So I did I, kind of every other summer growing up, I was in New York. Mm-hmm. And so um, being cultured and traveling at such a young age mm-hmm. and being around such diversity Mm -hmm. i moved to houston texas and i have to say houston for texas to be such a um one of the biggest states in the united states and a most diverse in culture and nationality yeah it is the 
for me and my perspective, I've experienced more racism here in Texas than I've experienced oh. in New York yeah, or very, very Ohio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very Most definitely. You know? We're Most about definitely. to get into that in the next yeah, we yeah. are. Yes, we are. Uh, Most yeah. I do have one more question for you yeah, before sure. we finish the segment. Yeah. Um, when you hear the words, Cash Money Records, taking over from the 99 2000s, what is the first thing <laughs> that you must do? I do. I have words. What's the first thing I do? Whenever you hear the words, cash money cash record money? taking over for the 99 and 2000s, what's the first thing this is a test. that you yes, have to do? it is. I break out and do a dance. Uh, there we go. All right. Uh, all right. There I we bust go. up the soldier rag. <laughs> that's, that's a proper way to put it. There we go. Hey, oh. oh looking bad there. Go back there. Come on. What a fire. She I'm cool in the, the fan. Like <laughs> yes, My block is on fire. That's, that's a real question. That's a real question, man. All right. Oh, so we're gonna go ahead and we're, project chick. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to uh, go ahead and head into another break and racially profile a few people. And then we will be right back with more from Houston. With love. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I walk with a limb because my heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, welcome black, welcome black, welcome black space cadets. This is the most dangerous show on all world radio from Houston with love. Even more dangerous than raw politics. Uh, raw politics, tick, tick, because we don't always bring facts. <laughs> no fake news. Lies are more dangerous than facts. <laughs> After hours, raw politics. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so, you know, if you missed the beginning of the segment, we are also joined by Steven Sorosco, who is the... What I, are you the host of Raw Politics? Host of Raw Politics. And when do you come on again? Every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 12. All right. And what do you talk about? Talk about these motherfucking politicians. Huh. <laughs> these motherfuckers. Motherfucking politicians. Motherfucking. Yeah, see, you, you, can't, you can't say that can't at 9 a.m. Nah. on a Saturday morning. But it just rolls off your tongue right now. I love it. It rolls up. Yeah, yeah. Denise yeah. will find me. Politics, <laughs> Politics after dark. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and we, we are kind of the opposite of that. Most of our talks are very non-constructive. Mm. And, uh, you know, we could do better. We could do better. But, we are, we're again, we're diversifying. We're, we're a neighborhood. We're a village. It's balance. So we... Well, I, uh, I, think, I think the thing is, like, especially right now with media, politics should be spoken about in a more controlled, you know, respectable... That's why it's not after hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because right, right now right. everybody's like, oh, we need to talk about politics. But now everyone wants to talk about politics with the Trump filter, which mm-hmm. is no filter. Yeah. And it's not really helping. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was going to be one of my questions. Obviously, one of the things that we've seen in, in politics, a uh, shift in politics or the, the political discourse in mm-hmm. the last couple of years is because of the rise of um, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. People feel emboldened to speak without a filter, mm-hmm. and it's not—it's not always necessarily a good thing, because a lot of people feel like just be, just having an opinion mm-hmm. validates them existing. I guess if that, right. that makes any sense. So, a lot of what they say and do is destructive and doesn't and doesn't add to the discourse. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you feel about that? I mean, the, the reality is is that. Freedom of speech and being able to speak how you want with uncensored words is all cool, but when you're trying to talk about politics and policy and creating change, it 
it's not going to help you, uh, you know, have any debates. Because right. people are writing that. You know, the uncensored part makes it easier for people to get angry or quicker. You know, so people just, it, it just exposes the fact that we are in a sectarian country. You have different sex factions, and then, you know, you, you want to be like, well, we say how it is. I'm like, yeah, but I'm offended by the way you just addressed certain issues and peoples, because when you talk about politics, you're talking about peoples. Right. So, you know, you have, like, just Trump saying something like, oh, they're animals, you know? Yeah. Like, well, then, you know, you know what animals do? We eat. <laughs> so right. so you keep talking to me and talking about me and my community like an animal believe me we have some animals that are gonna be like all right go get them yeah and I, and i feel like part of that is now people are less likely to actually talk about facts and policies and they're more likely to talk about feelings and reactions to things. yeah so even if even if you look at mainstream news sources mm-hmm. a lot of what they report isn't necessarily policy or action it's reaction to things that people have said and right. done and and to me i don't know how do you, do you feel that's a, that's a productive approach I, I mean you know the mainstream media has become reality tv like 10 years ago so so this is just a culmination of that so um what media does is reactionary anyways because it's about ratings mm-hmm. sensationalism gossip and we have a reality tv president celebrity president um you had kim kardashian talking prison reform for for an hour with donald trump this week so it's like we we are past the point of ridiculousness um so mainstream media doesn't help they are not going to help and you know the reality is we have to disassemble all these structures what sucks what sucks about the whole mainstream media argument is that it don't you hate when when someone who that you someone that you disagree with agrees with you mm-hmm. like a lot of us have felt that way about mainstream media for a while right. like mainstream media ain't shit right and all of a sudden someone comes in the office that i personally don't agree with right and he basically says mainstream media ain't shit i'm like god damn it no but he's lying in that case because he he loves fox news and fox news mm-hmm. is mainstream media you know he's talking about that side ain't shit ain't real decided but doesn't this agree side with him because i you know, I called in and they have me on the phone on Fox and Friends and we chat and everything. And they talk my talking points, you know. So, no, no. Trump is cool with mainstream media. Just the one that agrees with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right I just want to say my little bitty hands can hold scratch my head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have that down. <laughs> I feel like you talk to yourself in that voice. I do. D-Ray is the man. Man. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. Mainstream media's relationship with politicians have have crossed over and blurred, you know. So even at the local level, you have that they protect the local officials and yep. local mm-hmm. officials keep them in the loop and all the nice cool shit going on and celebrities and sports athletes and things that are going on that are popular. You know, they it's all the same club. So it's like you know they get to have all the fun together and they look out for one another. I think we shouldn't listen to celebrities at all because half of them don't know what the hell they're talking about. Like, I think when the election was going on, what's that dude named Sean Penn had something so thought provoking to say. I'm like, this motherfucker didn't even graduate high school. I remember that. Like, I remember Sean Penn was just getting coked out and fighting everybody. Why all of a sudden what he has to say about politics matters? And like, you talking about the actor? Yeah, the actor. Well, he kind of raw though. He real. Like he 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 goes to like places. Because he may not have the education, the formal education. Like, I didn't know what kind of education he had, but he has the experience. Because he'll go into a lot of like countries like on some journalist type stuff. And he'll yeah. just like go in and, and, and 
figure out for himself. Like he'll go and he, he met with Fidel Castro. He went. He met with um, what was that dude from Venezuela? Hugo Chavez. Mm-hmm. He went to like you know try to meet some of these folks in the Mexican cartels. You know, what I mean? like when Katrina happened, he got his he boat and he was out there helping people. Like he he be in that's true. Well. Yeah, he'd be in there. So, yeah. So one thing yeah. about Sean Penn that I like is that he really isn't like aligned with politics. He's more like let me see for myself. I'm gonna call bullshit bullshit. Okay, well, we'll I, I'll let him make it since he, since he has a good track record. I'm talking about like Kim Kardashian. Like, I don't know <laughs> shit about prison yeah. reform. I don't know shit about uh, shit. Oh, Kanye so, Kardashian. So, you know, I mean, yeah. You, you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> that picture, that picture just him and Trump. Hey, just, thanks, Kanye. That was, was very so cool. Eerie. It was just like, That's, uh, that's very like, cool, Kanye. Like, after that, like, there, there's no more honor or distinction to the White House. I don't give a fuck who's the next president. So right. here's, here's another question. And let's go back to... The week or so after after he took office, mm-hmm. and we had besides the the Kanye appearance, we had the the coalition of black ministers or whatever yeah. that that showed up. And we're gonna put hands on them, and we're gonna pray for the ones them. that come on, somebody like Lord you know, God, Jesus. And they wanted to you know talk about the top the top gang thugs <laughs> in Chicago and so forth. You remember that? Dude? Yeah, 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 I can yeah, I can yeah. make a call to all the top gang thugs. In Chicago right now, and put a stop to all of it. Gang thugs. Okay. So, on one side of it, um, right. whether you whether you agree with someone's policies or not, if someone is a president, whether you agree with their policies or not, mm-hmm. and this is a two part question. Mm-hmm. The first part of the question is, if you disagree with this person, is it important for you to still, if you have the voice, to meet with this person, and 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 develop a dialogue? That's the first part. That's the first part. All right. Um, this particular people, there is no point in meeting with them. Okay. And why is that? In this case, why is that? Because they're white supremacists. Mm. Okay. They're blatant white supremacists. They're neo Nazis. <laughs> At this point, the so-called liberal white, good white boys and girls, they should be out there, John Brown and some of these white people, gotcha. white supremacists. You know, especially like the folks who have my family's been serving in the military since the inception of this country they should be the ones that be like shit the neo-nazis won you know my grandfather fought in world war ii i have to put on a uniform and go kill some of these neo-nazis like technically white boy culture should dictate that mm-hmm. right because they're supposed to be the heroes of this country but they don't because white privilege is is wrapped up in white supremacy so it's like, ooh, that they're bad. We'll vote them out, and then we're no longer there. Then we won. No, they don't want the violent part because the violent part means that they actually have to uproot the system that they help create. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, so that's why there's no point in anybody going to talk to no Trump or anybody because, for example, Trump meets with Kim Kardashian for prison reform. Nice little hour chat. The next day, he parted a whole bunch of people who actually committed real crimes. Right. You know, corruptions and such. But the person that Kim Kardashian, quote unquote, went to advocate for, she's still sitting in jail. There's no progress in her case. Yep. So there's no point in meeting with these folks. So, and, and that pretty much answers my, my second question. Because the, the danger in this is that they have a very clear agenda that doesn't involve or give a shit about the input for anyone that's not a part of that agenda. Mm-hmm. So the second part of my question was, what was, what was the danger of or what was the downside of these people meeting with him and it was the downside is that it gives Kim Kardashian some type of credit that she should never have and it gives more credit to the illusion that that's a still reputable realistic um, outlet it's Mm -hmm. not you know this is not this is not Martin Luther King going to meet with LBJ Mm -hmm. where people were at least still serious about compromise LBJ as crazy and racist as he was he at least knew that 
oh man, people are riding outside the White House and I'm getting calls from different cities because there's riots going on in other cities. It's time to compromise. We haven't gotten to that part yet. Mm-hmm. When people start rioting in the cities, we start having what happened in the Watts happen all over the country, mm-hmm. you know, all at once. Mm-hmm. That's when they'd be like, oh shit, we have to pass legislation. That's the only thing that made the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act happen was that much violence happening where police were like, we don't have enough people to stop all this. And then all of a sudden, white people getting pulled out of their houses and killed. And it's like, well, we'd have to pass some type of legislation. And since then, 50 years, all they did was dismantle that legislation. So Martin Luther King and yeah. all those victors that they say it's already been taken away. All in, 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 like you said, in less than, less than 50 years. Less time. than 50 years. I was born 10 years after the passage of less than 10 years after the passage of the civil rights. Um, wow. And I was born by a river in a tiny tent. Oh, I was there. I was born you gotta hit by the, the river. Oh, river. Yeah. Man. In a tiny, tiny little tent. <laughs> oh, I. Now listen to that song a lot and cry. Man, you ain't the only one, bro. Uh, hey, you're not, you're not gonna a lot cry of good music version. has made me. And I'm not, even, I'm not even black. I'm just like, hey. Huh. No, you have a soul. You have a soul. You have a soul. You got the soul. We all black. Appreciate it. Some of us are blacker than the devil's heart. I'm gonna take those cosigns and punch my soul black card. There you go. Um. You notoriously took over a protest at the airport. Um, mm. after <laughs> yeah, you were labeled an anarchist and all that good stuff. Um, he was a shit starter. I liked the, it. After the, the attempt passage of the uh, quote-unquote travel ban yeah. and whatnot. Uh, what was that experience like? It was fun. Um, you look like you were having fun. Yeah, I, I saw the a, video. Yeah. Oh, was video? Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, I gotta see that nephew. It was actually a two-parter because what happened was first uh, the travel <laughs> ban um, when when it was announced, all these cities across the country, social media, they set up like a date and a time. Like we're gonna protest at the airport simultaneously. So like New York and Chicago and all these other major cities were were protesting. What happened in um, Houston was that that year. Um, last year, uh, they had the uh, Super Bowl in town. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well, before we go to the airport, let's protest in front of the Super Bowl stuff that's happening downtown. Right. So somebody posted up a, a Facebook event page and it got like over 5,000 people saying, we're going to come. And the person that um, put this Facebook page didn't know, you know, like, oh, this is my first time ever doing anything like this. So that person reached out to organizations and one of those organizations Shout out to this one person that was like, you know, they asked him, hey, can you send some help? Uh, we don't know how to manage a protest or organize a protest. So it's like, I know some I know some activists. So I was one of the people that they reached out to. was like, hey, can you help out, you know, make sure this protest, everybody's kind of like, you know, first timers and make sure that they, they, they're not going to get in trouble with police and all that, that they know their rights. So um, I showed up to the downtown portion of it. And like what I was doing, you know, you know, people are running around with megaphones. And I just have like this long. I project my voice. This mm-hmm. part of my like parts. You were kind of loud. You know, I'm very loud, and yeah. I was projecting my voice. <laughs> and, and I'm I'm hyping people up. I'm welcoming people. I'm talking to people. I'm dropping facts and everything. Talking about like you know what's going on and how it's attached to local politics. Um, and and then like you know when they had us all go to like when we wrapped up and everybody went to like the street. There's a video somewhere where everybody just gathered and I would just I told everybody like all right we're gonna go to the airport right because <laughs> I, there was a protest already organized at the airport that day yeah so when I showed up to the airport I just continued what I was doing 
in the street. Mm. So everybody was already like, you know, familiar with me and everything. So there was videos being taken and I was just going off. I was like, I forgot. At one point I was like, yo, who going to snatch me up? FBI, CIA, HPD, <laughs> TSA, like, you know, TSA, like who going to snatch me up? You know, because I, you know, at that point I was trying to tell people like, you know, white supremacy is now completely in power mm-hmm. and the politicians locally are not going to do shit about it. And that's what I was saying. That's why the next day, you know, Sly, aka Major Turner, is on the press conference and says, uh, uh, you know, his police chief, Art one is going to have a report on what happened at the airport, like, you know, a debrief. And what the, the chief said was, like, you know, there was no incidences, everything was peaceful, except for anarchists trying to take over the protests. <laughs> so that's the mayor's way of trying to send a message. Um, and, you know, the thing is this, uh, there was an incident. There was this Trump supporter that pulled a knife out on a clergy mm-hmm. at the airport, and it was on video. And actually, this guy ended up being one of the two people that traveled to Florida for Richard Spencer's um, speech at one of the universities, mm-hmm. like earlier this, or late or early this year. Um, he ended up getting arrested because one of them pulled the gun out and shot people, shot mm-hmm. at people, right? So this guy that was at the protest and pulled the knife out, a Trump supporter was an incident here in Houston. Right. But the chief said there's no incident, but there was an anarchist trying to take over the protest. So that was the Monday report on Tuesday when city council has a public, um, uh, what do you call it, public record when you go and speak and stuff. I went there and I, you know, looked at the mayor and told him, hey, you know, I just wanted to know I was asked to be a part of this protest. There were no incidences of anarchism, but you did miss one part. There was an incidence of Trumpism. You know, and the police were there. And the police, <laughs> nice spin. You know, and the police did let him go, and it's on video. And they pulled him out and pulled the knife out, but they didn't arrest him. So um, just let your, your police chief know that, Mayor, so that way there's, the record is clear. So, you know, after that, like, I just took a break from activism because the problem is, like, all, all these nonprofits and activists and all that, all they're just too worried about is getting promoted and be close to the mayor, mm-hmm. close to the politicians. They want to be known as an activist that does work so they could get placed on some committee that the mayor puts together so right. they could be on the resume. They go to the galas, and I got tired of that bullshit. I'm like, I'm going to start slapping people. So it's yeah. like, I, I might as well just rant on my radio show and do work in other ways get cool with a billionaire because i was also saying to myself i ever become famous uh-huh. i'm gonna slap shadow people with thousand dollars in my hands like so i don't get sued like i'm gonna leave a thousand there so we we can fuck the courts of middlemen but i'm gonna slap the shit out of you yeah but you gonna get this rack real quick let me know you can slap me a few times yeah. i got bills <laughs> but yeah so the no no that that protest was fun um I didn't see where that video popped up, and then on on the next day it was like CW had like a little highlight. Oh wow! Yeah. It was it was like a little minute highlight, and I was like, oh shit, y'all made me look cool. Thank so are you on any flight bands or anything? Probably. Like I haven't I haven't jumped on the plane since, so uh-huh. I, I won't know until I guess I try. But you, you can know, look it up. Yeah, you can look it up. We'll see. Um. So with the rise of activism mm-hmm. over the last couple Trendy. years. Yeah. Um, what has that? What has that been like? And you kind of answered it already. But what has that been like for you? Well, first of all, actually, let me rewind. Do you feel like your efforts or the efforts of everyone involved with protesting the travel ban were uh, a reason why it ultimately kind of got a lot of pushback in the right. courts? Right. No. Yeah. yeah. I think definitely. You know, the courts responded to that, and they, you know, but then they still persist and push it. So it's like. It's like a tug of war. It's not like the battle was ended. It's right. just one out of many other ones that they're doing. So it's like, you know, it, it wears the people thin. And, and 
And at this point, people need to understand that the courts, the Congress, and the politicians, they're all on the train to make these things, like, you know, happen. So it's, it's really more about, you know, hoping that their um, electoral process comes through for them in November. Yeah. And they could do that. And then maybe 2020. That's about it. So what is what is the... Um because there, there's a lot of I, I always I always make little sideways comments about um, social media activism, right? Mm. Um, you know, and I and I ever since Trump got elected, I've been somehow entered on a bunch of email lists, and every every day, pretty much, I get either a survey or a petition from someone telling me to click something to add to a, posi- a petition, and I and I just feel like to me, it feels like it's it's ineffective, right? Well, Trump is a job creator. He created a lot of activists and nonprofits. So you get a lot of emails asking you for donations and all that. So it's like, yeah. this is how these people get paid to go yell on the street with signs and say that they're doing something. At this point, it's bullshit. You know, um, 2016 was like bittersweet because a, a group of us coalition started a um, political campaign in March before the um, election to get rid of the DA and the sheriff at the time that we had were Republicans. And they were Republicans because of the fact that they weren't voted in. They were appointed. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, um, what was it, Andy, Adrian Garcia had to step down because he ran for mayor. Mm-hmm. So the commissioner's court, which is mostly Republican that people don't know about, you know, they, they have to fill in the position. They so appointed. instead of a Democrat that they had, they were like, hey, let's get this Republican. So that's how you get that. Same thing with the DA. I forgot. I think her husband died and he was a DA and she filled in. So either way, we end up with the Republicans... And they're pushing all these um, anti-black and brown agendas. So a group of uh, social justice um, uh, organizations, coalitions, started the Buy Devon campaign and the Wrong Gone campaign. We got together, we united with Dream for the undocumented community and other local organizations. And we pushed hard. And um, even though the rest of the country had a 20-year low of voting, Harris County had a historic broke records mm-hmm. of voting. That's because we pushed a black and brown agenda right. mm-hmm. you know, against racist Republicans, white supremacists. Um, Texas Organizing Project, was, which is a major um, nonprofit, they got like millions of dollars from George Soros. So they threw the money behind their candidates. So it's like, kind of like the enemy my enemy is my friend type of situation. Thank you for your campaign against the Republicans. We're going to push our Democrats over here. So that's how you get those two victories, mm-hmm. right? So that's, that's basically what's bittersweet about it. It made me see the game. Whereas like they'll get with you, they'll take your strategy They'll get the press conference to celebrate the end, make it seem like they were the ones in the forefront. But mm-hmm. all the people that were doing the real work, you know, they get tossed aside unless, you know, they, you play ball with them. They'll give you a right. position like, oh, you want to, you know, be a professional organizer? You yeah. know what I mean? That's why when people, like, you know, say, like, you know, you get paid organizers. You know, you got activists that are paid to be activists. Like, yeah, no, it's real. They get paid to be activists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Because it's a, it's a game now. Hard LX. So, 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 exactly. Well, that's a different type of activist, and you know, <laughs> I could go down that rabbit hole. And but, um, the the you know what what made me realize that you know is ineffective is also history. It's like at a certain point, um, political warfare is real, and if you keep using the same strategy, then that means they telegraph your punches. They could, yeah, you know, like oh, them shots don't do nothing to me now. Yeah, because they got they modified their their approach to it. So it's like activism should continue to evolve but it doesn't because the activists that you see now are all promoting the same style because it's how they get their money 
well, it's how they make their livelihood because eventually they're going to be the next John Lewis. They got bust over the head and way back ago and they marched and they're celebrated for that. But now mm-hmm. they're just a politician been in office for 30 years and they're part of the same establishment that mm-hmm. gets paid to do the same shit. Real question. So, Real they sold their soul. Yeah. Soul they sold to the devil. Everyone says, get out and vote. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a perfect world, with the way that our system is set up, would voting work? Let's say everyone, you had 100% voter turnout, mm-hmm. and everyone voted in their own interest. Yeah. Would that actually work? Yes. Okay. It would. So that's, that's, that's a real thing. Then. That's a real thing. It's just that we have the lowest voter participation of all developed countries. I think less than 30% of the U.S. votes. And I feel like that's intentional. Well, of course, because it's easier to control that 30% that does come and vote or whatever the number is, less than 30, more than 30, because most of them are Republicans and Democrats. Mm -hmm. So what does that make that other less than 70%? Progressives, independents, they don't show up because there ain't no candidates for them. Right. If there were candidates for them, then you get what happened with Bernie Sanders. They show up. But when you screw them out of the nomination, they all stay at home, which is what happened. Yeah. So if you do have perfect world which is the media not interfering and giving everybody actual um, exposure and time for people to know who are the candidates that are actually, you know, on display, then people will vote and then they would actually tip the scale to the side that people actually want. Right. And even and even on a local level, um, and, and to me, I think on a, I feel like from my experience on a local level, it works the same, but it, there's more, we're more sensitive to misinformation on a local level um go back a couple years to the bathroom bill remember the whole yeah Yeah. Yeah. that trash (laughs) right the whole bathroom bill and the way that they sold it (laughs) i was one of those people that actually read through the bill because i'm like you can't make me believe that there's actually an entire bill out here based on just just somebody going into the wrong bathroom Mm -hmm. and okay (laughs) (laughs) and and I remember having a conversation with my father about it because I went to my parents' house one day and my father was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, you know, yeah, it's terrible. You know, I got a granddaughter now and I don't want, I don't want a strange man just, you know, just walking in on, on her in the restroom, blah, blah, blah. And I said, how often do you think that actually, that actually happens? Mm-hmm. He was like, well, I, I don't want it to happen. I said, do you think this bill is going to prevent that from happening even if it does? Right. He was like, well, I mean, it, you know, it'll make it, it'll, it'll make it tougher on them. I said, do you know what else is contained in that bill? Hmm. Uh, there's a provision that's contained in that bill that says if you are a uh, quote-unquote minority business owner mm-hmm. and you feel like you've been uh, discriminated against business-wise or screwed out of a contract, which you yourself have experienced as a business owner back in the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. um, you cannot take that matter up with the federal court. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, you, you basically have no, um, you basically have no, no recourse on it right. other than to just wait. Right. Um, so I said that to me, that's the bigger provision that's hidden in that bill. Right. In that you are basically about to oh, actually the, the, the election already taking place right. at the time. So you actually against. voted against your own interest. Right. Because at the top of this, they said we're going to keep um, pedophiles and transsexuals out of little girls restrooms. Um, but at the same time, if you as a minority business owner um, have a discrimination suit. You shit out of luck with it. Right. Yeah. So you voted against yourself on that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about all that. You obviously did not. And yeah, right. the, and whatever they did, right. won. You, you had something, Sophia? 
No, I'm yeah. agreeing with you because I read that bill as well. Yeah. I I read everything. Yeah. It, 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 at the end of the day, it's like that bill had so many protections for as an individual and also like as collectives against businesses, mm-hmm. you know, for your best interest. That's why they killed that bill. Mm-hmm. But they, the easiest thing to find was like, let's find something that appeals to people's fears about a community that they don't understand, don't even know that that's not even applicable, right? When it comes to pedophiles and and, and what was the other thing? Rapists. Yeah. Um, it's funny because you have a Republican who's running for Congress who just declared that he's a pedophile. Yes. You know, he's, like, he's attracted to you. He's attracted he's to you. He's attracted to you. Oh, I mean, his head's a white meat. I mean, it's already white meat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <Man. laughs> that's a problem. But, you know what I mean? So that's the thing is that people don't realize they get played to their fears all the time in politics. Um, but, you know, it's... it's it's going to constantly shift over the next couple of years because we are going through what Germany went through with the Nazi, um, you know, uprising, except it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, in America, you will catch these hands. Yes. You know, mm. it's, it's not the same thing. And they're going to learn that the extremely hard way. Um, oh, they're learning now. Have you not seen the video footage? Oh, yeah. They're getting Sparta kicked in the DPS line. But the, the, the white lady uh, says, oh, about, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bitches? And they whoop yeah. their tail. So you see a lot of that going on. So, um, but yeah, I, feel, I mean, we, we, we headed to some dark times. Do you feel like the younger generation, the more technically savvy younger generation, is more awake and aware of these issues? Uh, they're aware of the, like, yo, y'all really tripping over identity shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're right. more aware about that. Yeah. But they're not aware about the socioeconomic and political realities that they're facing, like, long term. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 think that they're still gonna wake up and their phones cell phone service is still gonna work tomorrow like every day, you know we're heading towards times where we have um, a complete uh, crumbling of our infrastructures which mm-hmm. already happens with like a lot of our highways and bridges mm-hmm. and such is, um, but you know Trump just threw some tariffs against Canada and U.S. which basically finishes isolating us from the, our immediate neighbors they already mm-hmm. isolated us from. European and African neighbors. So what happens is, you know, Putin, who, yes, his, he's been very involved. You know, when people are like saying, like, oh, you're such just conspiracy theories with this Putin and stuff. I'm like, listen, the United States of America has been involved in every country's business for the past century. Yes. Putin is just doing the same thing. And mm-hmm. he did it very well, massively, because he got a strong ally, which is China. And now they have been going behind the United States, cleaning up small messes and doing their deals like oh you got tariffs all right don't worry we got our your alternative right here and it's like oh okay it's just business because that's all it is Mm -hmm. so what happens is you're about maybe i don't know another year away or less from like the world saying okay so that means we got to change from the world trade currency being the u.s to being the yen Mm -hmm. once that happens it's like you know you got the great depression mixed with the recession mixed with you know everything else that we got going on and people don't realize that until it happens so that's, that's that's the direction we're heading yeah and it's uh, and it and it won't benefit a lot of these guys who are who are working in their in their own self interest because mm-hmm. um, and they'll actually get hit a lot. And I, I remember this from I, I worked in banking and finance for about fifteen years. And I remember when the whole uh, the crash of two thousand two thousand one. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people at the, at the same time who who stacked the decks in their favor. Subprime mortgages. Yeah, or that's yeah. Oh seven, oh eight was pretty. That was pretty bad too. Yeah. And a lot of even though that was a you know a big transfer of wealth, a lot of folks who stacked things in their in their favor, mm-hmm. that shit came down, hoard. Tumbling. Yeah. So. And, and and that's the sad thing is that people um. 
they're, they're so pro-democrat thinking that they're that's that's just because they're not republican mm-hmm. and they don't realize that you know that all the the racial identity the political identity all these things is surface level the deep the deep work that happens is where republicans and democrats are both on the same page mm-hmm. business-wise because it's like you know it's, it's and, and, and that's why i love like this dude jesse ventura Mm-hmm. Just see the body Ventura. <laughs> he ran for he ran for governor and won. And when his analysis of politicians is, is spot on when it comes to Republicans and Democrats, it's like he said it's the same shit as wrestling. For the cameras, we yep. are enemies. But after that, we, we go have a beer yep. together. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, they all go the to chair. the uh, all go to the Bohemian Grove together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's switch gears to something a little bit more fun. Let's, yeah. let's talk about guns. Oh. Bang bang. Uh, <laughs> um. It's be <laughs> you know, if, and, I, and I apologize to you guys if I no, 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 because no, I, no. I just I have a lot on my spirit. You know, release, I have a song in my spirit. Um, or let off to let off, because I don't I don't get to have these discussions because you know I I, I work um, for a municipality mm-hmm. I'll say, and I, I don't get to have these discussions with people, right? Um, you know, and plus a lot of people are stupid. Uh, guns. Big facts. Yes. So, you know, obviously, um, school shootings are all the rave right now in our news cycles. It's a new wave. It's a new wave. I mean, it, it never went away, but, you know, it comes in and out. And every once in a while, people start talking about, quote unquote, gun control. Um, I'm going to tell you what I think first, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll weigh in on your informed opinion. Uh, one of the things is, you know, we live in Texas. Texas is definitely a bang, very bang much, state. very much a, a gun state. Um, I know my rights. And many of us, I know my rights. You know, many of us, you know, many of us have, um, you know, many of us have 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 armaments mm-hmm. at the crib. Mm-hmm. Some more than others, Tackleberry. Some more than mm-hmm. others, not me. I'm, you know, I'm not going to tell you what I got, but bang um, bang. I think there's there's kind of a there's something lost in translation when people keep saying that the way to solve this gun epidemic that we have is gun control. Mm-hmm. And I've always asked a very real question because and I don't know the answer to this. I don't know what gun control is other than what it historically has always been mm-hmm. and that historically it's always been a way to keep black and brown people from yep. um mm-hmm. being armed as well as those who would want to do harm to them right um so you you agree with that i agree with that okay what is gun control to you gun control is population control Hmm. that's That's what it is gun control (laughs) is population control because technology um has always been a matter of like moving society and civilization forward so like when they discovered fire all of a sudden they could cook food all of a sudden they could make weapons they could, you know what i mean so as slowly as, as technology evolved throughout the centuries you know once you open up that box you cannot close it it's, mm-hmm. it becomes a need mm-hmm. um guns have become a need because it's a weapon against aggression and enemies and unfortunately, we don't live in a utopian society. We're nowhere near close to a utopian society to oh, no. think that everybody can put the guns down and sit down and talk. Right now, you're talking about neo-Nazis have not infiltrated the country. They are the country now when it comes to white America. People want to talk about uh, black-on-black crime or you know this and this that. But white people don't even want to address their racist cousins or mm-hmm. you know their, and how they can overlook violence on 
everybody else, including within their own community. Right. So when it comes to guns, people have to know like the quick history of like how the Black Panthers started to exercise their rights and, and in the West Coast out in Oakland and open carry because it was legal. And then Ronald Reagan, as governor of California, said we need to put an end to that. We're gonna pass a law when they, uh, you can't open carry no more. So the reason why California stopped open carry is because Black people started to open carry. Mm-hmm. So if Texas were to all of a sudden show a growth of black and brown people opening and carrying, they will pass a law to tell you stop opening and carrying in public. Why? Mm-hmm. Because police can no longer pull up on anybody and act crazy on them because not just the person that they stopped, but the neighborhood that they're in, they might be having a neighbor that's walking down the street strapped right now and say, right. wait, you're not, according to this law, bang, bang, you know, I'd rather be judged by 12 than be carried by 6, officer. Good night. Right. Right. They don't want those situations to happen, but we're headed that way anyways. Because the reality is um, it's uh, it's inconvenient to have had the first black president happen and all of a sudden the right wing go into this, uh, you know, extravagant um, hissy fit and then all start dismantling all these laws, you know, making it easier to access guns, start stockpiling guns. The right wing mm-hmm. has always been the party about of guns. And then for eight years you have people... Um, stockpiling guns, white people, right wing mm-hmm. extremists, and stockpiling guns, AR-15s, like they're collecting them like they were Jordans, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden after those eight years are I feel up, attacked. It's like, I feel attacked. You know, like mm-hmm. all of a sudden after those, that administration is over. Now it's time to stop selling these guns. Now it's yeah. time to stop. One they already have. Because for eight years they were trying to take your guns. Yeah, for eight years, but now it's like no, no. So uh, white people, liberals, um, and their black and brown spokespeople. People who want to be the the the, the house servants, I guess. the coons, you know, and the brown faces as well. Mm-hmm. Who you know, and this is why I don't use the word Hispanic because Hispanic is not a real word. Um, that was created by the Reagan, the 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 Nixon administration when they were adding to the census because in, in Latin America. These Spanish-speaking countries, they don't use the word Hispanic. is a U.S. thing. Anyways, yeah. all what, these folks... What, what word do you use? Latinx. Latinx okay. with two X's. So I guess Chicano is also out of the question. No, no, Chicano is a real thing because okay. it's actually derived from, like, indigenous language, I believe. Got you. Yeah, okay. you, have to, you have to speak to, like, Denise about that. So, um... That's yeah, because I'm, I'm just straight up Colombian, you know. <laughs> so, so, no. Hey, but, at least you know that. I yeah. don't know what the fuck I am. Hey, exactly. That's why. I just, I just say black because. Uh, that's what we fit in. That's, yeah. you know. Yeah. My mama Creole. So, so when it comes to um, the reality, political reality of this country, and this is my experience living in Colombia as a child and, you know, preteens, where I witnessed all this political violence, people getting kidnapped, car bombs going off, people just getting murked in the street, is that we're headed that direction because the political violence, the political um, division is real. And you have white people and right-wing extremists collecting guns for so long, and then we have to eliminate the influence of Democrats and white liberals who are trying to tell us that, you know, when they go low, we go high. It's like, no. When you when they go low, you go low because they shoot and you got to duck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that's that's the reality. You, you can't stop bullets with ideology at this point. Mm-hmm. You have to match bullets. Right. So that way they'd be like, well, they're shooting back. Maybe we want to talk now. So to be clear, thoughts and prayers are not a good defense against never bullets. been a good defense okay. for as, anything. As Raekwon Ray said, you got guns, I got guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's real. That's, that's, real. Real. that's, that's the that's, most that's, basic thing. Yes, that's and real. you know what? They'll have every left, liberal, <laughs> academic... Progressive person try to you know mock 
and 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 make it seem like we're barbaric and simple-minded but no it's right. not about being barbaric and simple-minded this is about matching the reality right it's like when you want to idol especially folks and, and i can't stand folks on this activist side black and brown alike who like to be on this democrat progressive side mm-hmm. and say you know these guns are responsible but they want to quote malcolm x and share the picture of him looking outside the window with a gun right and miss the motherfucking point right you know right that, that's that's the whole point of this it's like you know yes. the reality is we are past you know open up pandora's box you can't put it back in <laughs> you can't you can't it, it's yeah. like you're gonna have to just learn how to you know manage guns the same way you do with cars mm-hmm. you know license and training and a, a, a safe to put it in to lock it up mm-hmm. you have to know how to use a gun and how to keep a gun that's what's gonna prevent more shootings is when you're educated because for all those liberal activists out there who like to say education is a key yes education is a key gun education is a key to for less gun deaths mm-hmm. right you know if you want to eliminate that meanwhile you over here want to advocate for women to have the abortion and have access to abortion which i support because you say education is also going to prevent unwanted pregnancy so right. sex ed and all that so if so basically if you're telling me that more edu- sex education is going to help prevent the spread of diseases and unwanted pregnancies and you're going to tell me at the same point that gun education is not going to prevent more gun shootings right. then you're a motherfucking liar hmm. i would say well, this. i, uh, I kind of agree but then i disagree i agree um education is key because without education you know where we i think we would still be in archaic ages right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um personally right now i'm studying um the hiroshima and nagasaki atomic bomb mm-hmm. explosion and why um our governments decided to use the atomic bomb and from my synopsis and what i'm learning through all of my research is is that Everybody knew, scientists knew, um, politicians knew, the mm-hmm. lenses of um, society, social society, the lenses of economic society are economic lenses, and the lenses of political are politics. Mm-hmm. Every, everyone knew or was well-informed, educated on the fact of the extent of um, using the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. But what I... <laughs> still don't get and this goes into with gun control at what point does each side or each human with all of the education at what point do we put aside our ego Mm -hmm. and harmonize together when do we say enough is enough from using guns or from Mm -hmm. nuclear weapons because Mm -hmm. right now space mining is occurring they're mining minerals off of asteroids and off of the moon everyone wants to now go and discover other planets why because these billionaires are going to become trillionaires and whatever to do mining and bring these minerals back to our planet earth Mm -hmm. to cause even more destruction right so when does it all stop well, when we stop. just destroy our own selves, yeah. well, yeah. I, I think it, we are I, a cancer. I think yeah. it, I think yeah. it depends on who you ask. Um, I mean, there's there there's definitely one side that uses weapons to, as, as Stevens put it, control the population. Yeah. There's another segment of society that uses it as a countermeasure or as mm-hmm. or as self defense. Mm-hmm. And I think once you eliminate that portion of society that uses it to control the other portion of society then you get closer to that answer right um 
but it's 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 not an easy answer to get to because like you said pandora's box is open it's so ingrained in society now that we have to we just have to accept the fact that guns are, part gun, of reality. Guns are not going to be taken away no. If if they did a sweep right now to take to come into the hood and take all the guns, they're not going to get the guns. They're just yeah. going to catch bullets. Yeah. So we have to accept the fact that guns are here. They're they're a part of society, just like swords and knives were yeah. at yep. some point. Fire but, in the past. You know, I I wanted to like respond to what she said as far as like education. Like you know, when it comes to the atomic bomb, that was World War Two. Yeah. There was political reasons why they did that. Yeah. The biggest thing was they wanted to one take away any possible momentum that the Soviet Union was gaining, Correct. because at that point the Soviet Union had switched sides and and started to help out the Allied forces. Mm-hmm. So they were through the the north side of Japan, starting to approach. They had to get through the part of China and Korea that was occupied um, by Japanese, because the Japanese were by, with, with the Axis. Mm-hmm. So the U.S. was coming in through the south. So they were about to pinch japan and take over japan correct but because soviet union was communist the u.s did not want the soviet union to have too much credit or momentum they dropped the bombs to one and it. finish it quick yep two send a message to the rest of the world hey we got this brand new spanking new weapon yep which over the course of the next 20 years in the cold war spies and everything leaked the information so now that's why everybody has mm-hmm. nuclear weapons yep that's why you have the reality of nobody gonna pop off a nuclear weapon because they'll pop off a nuclear weapon so it's a standstill that's the same mm-hmm. concept with guns when everybody knows everybody got the same weapon then they relax a little bit more like you know what let's not because yeah. this would just end everybody so um you know education at that point they knew what nuclear weapons could do because they were testing it out in the in, in mexico in mexico and all that new mexico and and but they didn't care because at that point they were just trying to send a message to the world that's Correct. what made yeah. the united states solidify as a as a um, powerhouse because one europe was completely destroyed from world war Two, mm-hmm. two, um russia and soviet union was already like decimated by the you know war as well and they had to recover themselves and the united states was like well we're the ones that weren't touched because we're all the way in this other side of the world so we get to be the ones that get rich off of all this that's when war became an industry for them yeah but it also developed radiation and oh, cancer yeah, yeah most know? definitely so Which, that's why i say at what point education is key but at what point you know i get all of the dynamics and i get the strategic tactics but at what point do we say we are we realize that we are killing our own species we are killing when one, life when as one side is. does it benefit from it right. yeah. yeah every tragedy has every tragedy has a profit margin to it so even cancer itself you know, opens up avenues for yeah. the medical and pharmaceutical industry. Because well. the cure has already been, they've been oh, yeah, having they a cure. They already yeah. have years. the cure. Right. Yeah. It's uh, like for AIDS. Like, I, I still can't understand how Magic Johnson and all his glory and money had full blown AIDS and still living. Oh, he even had a kid through He's it. packing yeah. weight too. Yeah. And packing, right. Yeah. Right. Um, so we, we got a few minutes left. I got, I got two quick questions for you. Yeah. First question is. What are we not paying attention to that we should pay attention to? Um, that white supremacy has completely taken over the government. And specifically here to everybody listening in Houston, the local area, um, that should be more of your concern because we have a Republican governor, which is the same team. And then most of all is that the Democrats, they're the Dixiecrats. <laughs> they are not looking out for you all right and then my my final question is um you are 
from Queens, New York, correct? Yes, I was born there. Yeah. Born in Queens, New York. Which borough in New York has <laughs> the best rappers? The best rappers? Historically. Historically. You mess this up, you're going to get roasted, bro. Historically, which, which borough? Well, you know... Full disclosure, he has on a Harlem shirt. Yeah, yeah. a shirt that says Harlem. <laughs> um, hmm. That's where the best b-ball players no, come from. They say bronze was created. It. Mm. Yeah. Queens I, keeps on taking it. I, I have my opinion. Mm. I mean, look, when it comes to Queens, you have everybody from obviously Nas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Run DMC, Run DMC, LL, LL, Tribe Called Quest, Tribe Called Quest, Mob Deep, Mob Deep. You know, but. Brooklyn, you have B.I.G., J., uh, Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane. A.Z. A.Z. And A.Z. is super fly. Most nice. Def. Sky Zoo. Most Def. We go most. Most Def is a Titan. Early, early, early okay. Most Def. Most is a Titan. It's a Titan still. Pharaoh March is from Queens. Yes. Pharaoh is from Queens. I mean, Tragedy Gaddafi is from Queens. Well, uh, hold on. How are we going to mention him, but we can't mention Most Def? <laughs> Tragedy, man. Wait, a tragedy. Arista, hey, one. tragedy made the song. One from the Bronx. One from the Bronx. Guru. Tragedy well, Guru. Guru is from Boston. He's from Boston. Boston. He's from Boston. Tragedy right. made a song called Arrest the President, which is still, still suitable for today. You know, Rakim is from Long Island, too. Like, he's from a... So is Wu-Tang Clan and Public Enemy. They're from Staten Island. That was all the same. Staten. Oh, Jamaica, right. Queens. 50 is from Queens. 50s from Queens. Yeah. 50s from Queens. Yeah. My that's, answer is Queens. Hard. Yeah, my, my answer is Queens. Mine is Queens. I was about to say, because like 50 like yeah. solidifies it because you, know, you, you, you throw in the, the, the gangster element, right? Lyricism. Cool G rap is from Queens. Uh, you, you got, up, 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 in the way, because I don't play clown. Up, up, up. Take that with you on the way down. <laughs> yeah. No, I, was, I was adding it up all in my head. It has to be Queens, you know, because even Queens. LL with the ladies love. And, yeah. the, and the, you know, he's got the. He was hard. He was hard. No, he was hard, but he was hard, you know. Even Mr. Goodboy, the song was hard, man. And Pop, comer- commercial wise, commercial, like the strip commercial wise, yeah. he, Ja Rule did some nice things commercially. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. It sounded even better. Just as of this weekend, uh, I think your boy Fifty Cent bought all of Jaru's masters. So. Get out of really? here! What? <laughs> hey, first of all, Check Queens on Queens crime. Queens on Queens crime. I got. I mean, that's all. That's all for points and ego. Because like, honestly, what, what's that gonna get you in the market? Fifty. Well, I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah, he I is gotta, the I, I got a stack of Jaru records. I'm gonna tell you Yo, why. I would like to like hear that in his TV show on uh, what is it? Showtime or Stars? Oh, Stars. Um, Empire. Power. 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 Oh, power. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna tell you why he did it. Uh, Jairo yeah. trying to make himself relevant again, and Amen. this is Drake and uh, kind of, uh, Pusha T beef to put himself <laughs> back out there and be it's, relevant to my. I say that Loose Change is the best diss song ever made by man, and he put that on Twitter, knowing it's, that it's 50 all Cent it's all a piss, Twitter. It's all a piss and test and testosterone on a hundred. No, that was that was so much. On a hundred, yo, this this has been a dope show uh, from from the arts to. Politics, uh, Sophia Stevens, mm-hmm. y'all were great guests, uh, and I like how we got into detail about what you both are into as far as, you know, Sophia, I I still say that we all need to have a, a sidebar after the show, and I mean everybody, mm-hmm. because we're 
all into the same thing. Yeah. But uh, Stevens, you you amaze me. You're also an author, man. We didn't bring that up too. Yeah, you mentioned it. You're a writer. You know, you know. But as far as the book, though, man, you know what I'm saying? Like black and brown hands is on Amazon. Political, mo- political memoir, right? Political memoir. Yeah. Okay. And these black and brown hands. These okay. black and brown hands. Yeah. I mean, we we have some we have some talented talented people, not just just in the city, but just people that that are amongst the circle, mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful thing. Um, people, we like to ask you continue to listen to All Real Radio, listen to Raw Politics, which comes on on Saturdays. What's the t- what's the uh, time again? Ten a.m. Twelve. 10 a.m. to 12. Uh, me and D. Ray have been guests on that show, mm-hmm. and we would love to come back yeah, to sure. to talk to you about raw politics some more. Yeah. Uh, and actually, a shout out uh, today. Shout out um, to another guest we were on raw politics with Joshua Butler. Yes, my man. Getting married today. Yes. In a couple of hours, yes. actually. Uh, shout out to Joshua. Ran for congressman in District Seven. Shout out to you, my brother. Um, we're about to wrap up the show. Uh, continue to support Listen to All Real Radio We make the world better uh, This is from Houston with Love We come on Monday nights 9pm to 11pm Central Standard Time 10pm to 12am Eastern Standard Time We continue oh. to bring it to you raw We are the most dangerous show On All Real Radio After hours And we keep it real Wait till we get woke yeah, what, it, it, really it's, gonna be a problem. It's it's really gonna be really a problem. Just but y'all just keep waiting on that. We can't give you no time limit on that. <laughs> D Ray gonna still be asleep, y'all. So and, just <laughs> that's what's holding us back. And, I'm and, problematic. And guys, one more thing. June twenty fifth will be the anniversary, the one year anniversary. Nice. Oh, for, from Houston with love. Oh, I smell like Love Jones right. rooftop party or something. June twenty fifth. What's up? Hey, my so birthday we, is June eighteenth, so so that, we that might have to do something special. Yeah, always here. Maybe here. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's most what I'm definitely saying. Here. Maybe I'll get some DJ we, friends of mine. We, we, we should do something Maybe I do special. Some you know what I think we should do. What's that? I think we should do a live show. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Let's, Let's bring all our guests back. We we we. Stevens will, def- Stevens will definitely have to be here though. We'll, we'll work yeah. the logistics out. <laughs> how we can do that? You, you yeah. probably on Monday night. That's or, a Monday night. How, how That's a Monday, Monday night. night. That's okay. the only way to do it live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll 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 do I'm that. I'm liking this. Yes, I'm I'm liking, I'm liking this too. This. I might have to take off. I'm off um, on Monday nights now, so this is perfect. <laughs> so so guys, yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna work the logistics out on that. People continue to listen. Uh, one thing I'm going to say is invest in yourself. That is the only way you will be free. Uh, be done with mediocrity. And the only way you can do that is to create your own path and, and forge forward on what you're trying to do. As I always say at the end of every show, as sure as the sky is far and wide, also is your opportunity to be successful and to gain more opportunity. This is from Houston with Love. We done with this piece. Peace. 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 You are now tuned in from Houston with Love, where we give you a balanced perspective of arts, culture, and what's going on locally in the city of Houston. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at From Hue with Love. Brought to you by R.I.K., Papa's I Know, at IllMatterMedia.com.